Welcome everyone. It is uh, it's game of the year time. What a it's, time! It's time for best games played, but not y- just yet. Because first, we got to talk about those best games being played. Uh, welcome to our, our new segment this year: the road, the road to BGB. BG, I love BGP. BGP. Carmack. Yeah, <laughs> McCarthy. Yeah, Car- someone Car- will die. Car- Carmack mm-hmm. McCarthy. Someone's gonna look wistfully at their wedding ring. On an abandoned highway bridge. <laughs> we should have BDG guest star on the BGP. B, B, who? Brian David Gilbert. Come on, oh, man. Oh. That's a oh. softball. I don't, I don't, I've never said those initials out loud, so okay. they don't have, they hold no weight. Yes. <laughs> you have no power. But yes. he is, he is now the most important person in gaming. So. Sure. True. Yeah. Brian David Gilbert, if you want to come on and talk about, I don't know, the sexiest. Oh, the <laughs> sexiest. <laughs> The sexiest, sexiest what? Smash Bros. trophies. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Exactly. Yeah. The sexiest spirits. So there actually is a podcast called Sexiest, or it's called The Sexiest Podcast, and one of their episodes is, I, I don't think they're recording anymore, one of the episodes is they have to decide who the sexiest Smash Bro is, and I can't, I think w- at some point they go like, it's either Link or Fox or something like what? that. What? Oh, that's too Bayonetta is right there. Exists. I think it was before Bayonetta. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair. Of course. They need to refresh also, the list. Yeah. If ever that question is, Even is brought up, then, it's Bayonetta. It's yeah, Bowser. Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Like Bowser? Put in which way you swing. Have. Or both ways. It's either Bayonetta or Captain Falcon. You there it's is never no Captain Falcon. Well, well, no, there's diamond nipples though. There's 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 a there's a clear <laughs> cutting know. point between those diamond ass cut snake and pre ass cut snake. Because that ass that, is fat. I'm, that's what I was I'm pretty sure people realize after the game came out the ass was still there. It was just mm. looking kind of bad in some screenshots. It's it's there. He's got the ass. It's especially present on <laughs> oh, the amiibo. The let ass. me tell you. I, I want some. I want some comparisons. <laughs> what are we here for? What are we here for today? If We're not here ass? to talk about games, specifically Alex's games. Hi, it's my day. So, you all have to listen to me. Um. So what we're gonna do <laughs> is we're gonna have dedicated episodes for each person, and then like kind of like an overflow episode at the end, um, for people to talk about their games. And the reason we're kind of doing this is because in best games played past, uh. Knives came out real quick and I always <laughs> felt like people never got the opportunity to like really kind of go into why they felt very strongly about this game, you know, what what drove them to like uh, put it on their list and um, really kind of nail down how they were feeling about it before getting into the the culling, the blood drawing. Um, so this is kind of an opportunity for people to, to, to talk about it. So everyone gave me their top 10. I have compiled them. Um, and then I have doled out to each episode uh, what games they can speak on on their episode because there there's crossover, so crossover can be limited to just one discussion on any of these five episodes. Um, also, something I didn't bring up but want to clarify, Alex, if you get through all the games, feel free to talk about whatever else God damn it. game you want to talk about. God <laughs> It could be a Damn game it. not on your top ten. <laughs> okay. It could be a game. Am, it could be a game we discussed before. Yeah. Maybe on multiple episodes. I'm, I'm pulling okay. out my clock app so that we have a timer. Because <laughs> I swear to God, if I have to talk about Metro Exodus, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good uh, game. Brent. I also, I also have a clock oh, here. Okay, in that case, um, so are you eating up two. my precious time? Is I'll start. We've we only eight four minutes. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm, I was just gonna start mine when you start talking. All right, all right. Alex. Whoa, okay, hi. Pick a game. Uh, I'm sorry, your time's up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's go ahead, go ahead. weird. False. Two hours goes by so fast. 
Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna start just from like the bottom and work my way up. Can you not? It's not helping me. <laughs> I like how Joe's is counting up though. <laughs> yeah. I'll put on a stopwatch for him so he knows. Joe, so you still have that lion gif going on your computer? It's just good. It's just a good it's gif. It's not a bad one. Oh my god! All right. Um, <laughs> sorry, Alex. Go ahead. I'm what do you want to talk about first? I'm gonna start from the bottom and work my way up. Okay. I feel like that's a good way to do things. Uh, number however, 10. this this first game uh, sitting at number ten on my list uh, is fairly recent, and I didn't have a ton of time to write down more concise thoughts but i found myself after the fact uh really 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 liking a short hike mm-hmm. um that oh, is just and a, to clarify sorry didn't mean to cut you off but to clarify all spoilers are fair game right uh so it's just a really pleasant experience that game it, it, it it's it's a warm friendly it's it's got all the animal crossing vibes of just like being in a space Inhabited with people who who are kind and wholesome and caring and animals. What's that? And like? Who are animals. animals? And like you don't mind hanging out with and talking to, and then just like adding on to that the sense of exploration that everyone knows and loves. It is. I, I played it last night. Uh, oh, you did. Cool. Through, yeah. Uh, and uh, it was definitely like, the the charm, like the the, the warmth. It was super relaxing and i did like that it was a mix of people like some people were a little bit like well if you're not you know if you don't have tennis shoes you can't race me right now right and then the guy who's like uh i'm, I'm selling some golden feathers and they're like but you're selling that- them at a markup from the thing but then there's I, more to his story yeah i really liked that if yeah. he bought all of his feathers then he was like yeah i'm trying to like save up money for school because he's like nothing's right. working for me right mm-hmm. now and it was turns like- out the extortionist is just trying to get, get into college. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. so, so what do you do in this game? Like what is the what is the arc? Really So the goal is to reach the highest peak. Okay. There there's there's so a this is God of War two. That's <laughs> what you're telling me. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Um you've got like one mountain on this island where you're camping and you're supposed to it like it starts off, you're expecting a phone call. And your aunt, who is the person who took you to this island, is like, oh, yeah, there's no reception here, but you might be able to get some signal if you go to the highest peak. And then so the goal throughout the whole game is to collect golden feathers, which are essentially stamina upgrades um, that work in the same way Breath of the Wilds do. And so that you have enough to reach the top of the peak. Once you get high enough, there's even a mechanic where things get really, really cold and... If you exhaust a golden feather, essentially like one wheel of a stamina bar, um, then it's just gone. It doesn't mm-hmm. recharge until you find a hot springs. Okay. So it can get really tough towards the top unless you've like really stacked them on. And there's like a, is there a fail state? Is there a death mechanic? No, oh, no. no there is no dying. So what but, happens if you run out of all your stamina? Well, then you have, so the, the, then you have to like just fall off the cliff until you either reach a place with oh, no you're physi- ice. You're, you're or, physically climbing it like, like a sheer cliff wall. Like, yeah, right. I thought, yeah. Oh, I basically you just like, up it yeah. you can also flap like each gold right. feather you get gets you like a flap. Oh yeah. It's like, like an extra jump. Yeah. Yeah. You st- Spend less stamina by climbing, though. It's yeah. actually a really good. Like once you get up to the top, you're, you there's a couple different ways to kind of get up, um, but the majority. But the game kind of encourages you to go back and like meet people and find ways to get golden feathers, mm-hmm. and that becomes the real crux of the game. Is like doing all these little micro uh, transactions with characters. My favorite was probably the beach skip, beach stick ball, beach stick hit ball, beach. The, yeah, it's the best. This is the beach skip. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, a cliff with the ocean right here. The, the nice, presentation nice. of the beach stickball game was probably my favorite part because it was the, the guy was just like, you can't lose. Yeah. We're, this is a co-op game. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying to bounce as much as we can. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it was like this is so deliciously friendly. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So. It's, it's just such a warm, pleasant game. And then you throughout the whole game you're getting the sense that like something is weighing on this main character's mind she's like not entirely there everyone who's talking to her is really warm and nice and she's like warming up to them but you know there's something bothering her and you get to the top of the mountain and the phone call is is from her mother who just went through some huge surgery apparently the aunt was trying to like get her away from all that for a little while try and help her relax but she just really wanted to talk to her mom and make sure she was okay. So it's got like this really heartwarming ending to it cool. as well. That's cool. um, it's, go ahead. While you're on the phone call with your mom, the uh, geyser at the top of the mountain behind you starts erupting. And like <laughs> your mom can like hear it on the other end of the phone. And of course, like your mom knows this island too. Um, she and her sister were there a lot. And she's like, oh, is that the, is that the geyser? You gotta catch that. That like only happens like once in a while, and you do, and it just shoots you off like to the highest point of this map possible, mm. and you just get like five straight minutes of gliding around the island cool. uh, to your own awesome. like yeah. beat, and with like a really nice swelling musical score, yeah. and, like all the clouds and all the colors. There's like an aurora in the sky, and as you glide down, you're seeing all of, like the shape of the map is basically one huge spiral. So as mm-hmm. you're gliding down, you're like seeing all of the characters you passed and all the little things you did on your uh-huh. way up. It's such a That's beautiful really cool. way to end the game. Yeah. That's I, cool. Yeah. It's stunning. Yeah. Short hikes worth the four hours it takes. It's, it's, it's great. Worth the short hike. Worth the short hike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. Yeah. Game. So, um, so, so the core of this game that you really like is just like, just because how charming and friendly and just the good vibes it gives off. Really good vibes, yeah. It's about as gamified as like Journey is, where sure. there's, I mean, it's probably more gamified than Journey because there's actually like jumping puzzles in this. Right, yeah. there's, you know, actual mm-hmm. interaction, there's, right. there's dialogue. But it does still remind me of the kind of the core feeling of Journey, which is that it's more about the sense of place rather than the sense of game in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. There are there's still like moments that just like, like make you, tell you to look around and interact more, but that's about the extent of why the game is are, there. Are there like vistas that you like can just watch? There are actually yeah, some like lookout points. And there's even yeah, there's even like the little binocular things of the kind you put a quarter into and yeah. can look out. Mm, there's a cool. couple of those you can use and you'll see like a treasure chest off in that distance be like, "Oh, I got to go grab that." Nice. Okay. And, yeah. the, and those just give you more golden feathers, more stamina. Um, they can be like money or golden feathers. It's uh it's usually one of those. Cool. I found a silver feather. I'm not sure what it's for. I never found who to give it to. I have no idea what that is. I I, I went on. T- I flew on top of a thing. Uh, Mystery. There's a lot of little things in there that I know. Yeah. I played it fairly quickly. I didn't spend a full four I hours. I felt like in there it, was so. more to the graveyard area than they. Yeah, let on. that too. Like that too. like I dug up one grave and a bunch of bones came out, but like none of the Excuse other me? graves did that. Oh, I didn't bring the shovel there. I didn't yeah. even think about <laughs> it. Hang on. Oh man, yeah. what? Like you just <laughs> become <laughs> charming, friendly game. You just exhumed some <laughs> dad. You became a grave digger. I do think you know, like it wasn't what they were setting out to do, but based on the visual style and the kind of the setup of. Of items that they had this is a, they could have taken this core like game and built something like way bigger like, like, oh, like yeah they could have built a zelda type game out of this sure, with sure. The way it, it was basically kind of already is right just really just contained very yeah. yeah um but i i also i guess the, i know we talked about it last time we talked about this game but mm-hmm. the art style the the kind of pseudo pixelation is really really cool it just, yeah it's wonderful it it feels 
somehow both like nostalgic, but also its own thing. Like it's, I don't know. It just has a very distinct visual look to it to me that I, I dig. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Outer Wilds. Number 10. All right, Outer Wilds, number 10. I'm Got sorry, it. no. Short hike. What the fuck? I'm bringing out. Uh, all right. Alex's least favorite game this year, Outer Wilds. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, if any game's on this list, it's a favorite game. Uh, all right. Metro uh, So we're going to skip number nine. We'll come back to that sometime later. Uh, my number eight is Risk of Rain 2. Risk of Rain 2. I want to point out that, for those who don't know, I'm not a big roguelite fan okay it's hard for me to get sucked into them i don't like the sense of anti-progression i guess and a lot of the time the core gameplay loop isn't enough to hook me gungeon was enough to hook me for like i don't know a couple days um like a couple days like play time like time played or like over the span just like i don't know i played it for like a week and it was like all right this is all right, but you know, I'm not feeling like how little I'm getting out of it. You know, I yeah. just I just play it and I die, and then I'm like, well, all right, fine. Um, I have two on my list this year. This is the first one. Risk of Rain Two is a monumental feat in making sure every single run of the roguelite is absurdly fun to the point of of feeling like you have to play it again just to get that rush. Mm-hmm. It's not about the progression, although there is a good sense of progression in it. It's just about becoming an agent of chaos, a god of destruction, as you mow your way through each and every level. And carry as many ukuleles on your back as you can. Exactly. Was can that one the ukuleles? Was that one do for you? Uh, uh, the ukulele, ukulele. Yeah, is uh, when you shoot things, they have a chance to like arc lightning okay. onto other people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Every item has a unique effect that like adds visuals, adds uh, um, something marginal mechanics like extra damage or types of right. damage or stuns or speed boosts. Or- I mean, it can be marginal, but it always is done in a way to sort of make you feel cooler. Yes, and and well, you get so many of them, you yeah. Yeah. It just, eventually it just becomes like massive, pile on you, and yeah. then everything stacks. And then by the end of the game, they also like attach to the character, so it looks like your character just like bathed in hot glue and like right. rolled through a field of these <laughs> items covered in mushrooms. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> every single character is a whole new, unique way to play. So as soon as you've like gotten bored with one, you can try another. As I mentioned briefly on the last episode, I'm really, really into the loader right now, who's got grappling hooks and like a doom fist rocket punch and uh, can like throw out a floating drone that, that she can also grappling hook off of so you can create your own movement spaces. And then I found out recently that how her rocket punch works is its damage is based on your current speed when you hit something. Oh, oh. wow. So if you build up momentum and then fully charge that rocket punch, like as you're building momentum, uh, she can effectively one-shot bosses just like as long as you're cool. good enough at that movement. That's really cool. Yeah. They they built up a lot of skill into her. Right. And it feels like every character sort of plays that way where you have to understand their their strengths and their weaknesses. Like on ground, she's really slow, so you have to know how to play around her grappling hooks mm-hmm. and her rocket punches. Have you guys played her screen too? I played it or the first once. One. I never played the first one. I played two once with Alex mm-hmm. for like an evening. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my, my time with it. I never felt a huge draw to go back to it. But I enjoyed playing it. I mean, it's been 
uh, Alex, you talked about because these guys just sucked all the oxygen out of the room last episode <laughs> about uh, or in a few episodes ago about Destiny Two. Mm. Um, oh, fuck off! And you <laughs> and you were saying that like you got a chance to play it with Mickey or someone else. You see oh, Mickey Destiny and her 2? friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, and I've like it, 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 be, it became more enjoyable because like oh now it's just like a goof off game or just like something I could do. Yeah. It's a yeah. chat room, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of felt the same way about Risk of Rain Two, where it's oh, like. That's cool. And I get like that. we're doing something. Yeah. yeah, um, it's fun. I like the environments. I like the way. I like the aesthetic. Um, Aesthetics really the, cool. The the graphic style is really awesome. It's like a half cell shaded, half not. Yeah. Everything's really colorful and and kind of like outlines, but not so much. Yeah, it's kind of ooblets esque. I think the the, the uh, nice yeah. kind of mechanic in both games is that mm-hmm. over time it gets more difficult, and it yeah. gets more difficult the longer you take to finish a level. It's like a, a ticking timer, right? Yeah, and you have this kind of rush between. You need to grab all of these items, but but also also you need to get out of here. Right. And so uh, I think the reason that works really well in multiplayer is because when it's like calm, like the the calm before the storm is like you guys can goof off and just talk or whatever. Yeah. Over time, the conversation will start to become more, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Monsters everywhere. And you all kind of are brought together (laughs) on the the, the, whatever the I'm coming for you difficulty, Mm, you know, comes up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love like the final difficulties. Like, so the last three difficulty settings are I see you. I'm coming for you, and then it just cycles endlessly through a string of ha 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 ha. ha. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, it's like a loading bar on the top <laughs> yeah, of the screen no, that, just, that, that <laughs> progresses. Um, um, there's lots of like weird mythology to it. Unlocking some of the items carries with it a sense of ceremony. Um, mm-hmm. I like the, uh, in particular, there's the the button you have to find in the desert level that opens up the the tunnel into like an underground sewer area where you find two giant lizards. Right, yeah. One red, one blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you kill them and the items they drop and the items they unlock are are their wedding bands. And there's like this weird... Because Risk of Rain 1 and carried over to 2, like the lore has always been, you're not a good person. You're like a colonist or something, right? Yeah, you're hired by these companies to try Uh, and wipe out the the hostile life on this planet. Um, in the ICU, I'm coming for you, ha ha ha. And the first game was essentially the the living god. They they have a, a prophet, a messiah on this planet, and but he's like a physical being with mm. all of these great powers, and mm-hmm. essentially like that's him sending things after you and trying to get you off of his mm. off of his planet. Yeah, cool. So there's Bad like it. a melancholy to it. The music's amazing. Yeah, um, music's pretty good. Yeah, uh, the f- music in the first game like essentially won awards everywhere i don't think it actually it did is, it essentially won awards. it you know, it, it was there <laughs> yeah it was at the show but yeah it imagine it might not have been nominated but it essentially won <laughs> it's really really good i i i keep wanting to come back to it it's a great evening of just like feeling trying out different on on the fly builds mm-hmm. for each different character i love the world design like i think like you could you you can describe it as this is a desert and this is a swamp and this is like what was the one that's like a bunch of pedestals? It's like Cloud City or something. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, like the 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 cloud tops or something. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's not actually clouds, but it's like a bunch of like giant pedestals with like fountains and stuff. Oh, you know I'm oh, talking about. Yeah, you're talking about the 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 Amberfield, like it's Emberfields. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's got um, like a sunset going on and everything looks but orange. It's like, but it's like when you think of like a desert, it's like you mm-hmm. think it's like okay, it's a desert. But like the desert is unique and it, and it feels mm-hmm. fresh mm-hmm. and like yeah. the the swamp area feels fresh. And what's the first area called? Like it's the like first the area is usually like the thing. roost or something. There's yeah. two different first areas because um, they're, they're planning on like adding more maps. And essentially, how it works now is it goes like one, two, three, four, and then cycles back to one. 
and each one of those stages can have like one or two different maps it picks from. Right. It felt very MMO-y to me. Where it's like, oh, there are all these nooks and crannies you can explore yeah. and, and do stuff in. Like we went to that weird like pocket dimension where yes. you can like jump around on stuff and like you sacrifice yourself at like an altar or portal or something. So you can use that to end the run early and gain like I think new 10 character. of the bonus character. Uh, a new character for one if uh-huh. it's the first time you did it. But also every time you do that, you get 10 of the bonus currency that carries over between runs. Mm. The the moon tokens. Right. Yeah. I thought it was cool. That's I cool, mean, man. I just, I never, I never sawed it back out. Sure. To to play it again. The harshest criticism I can give it is that I ultimately still liked Risk of Rain one better, but I think mm. that is just preference, not necessarily uh, an actual problem with the game. I think just the because the, the funny thing is Risk of Rain two does so well to translate the feel of Risk of Rain one. Like yeah. the maps feel like it, it. It literally feels like the most the closest you could get to translating a two D platforming shooting game to a 3d environment and i feel like the reason i like this one better is just because my skills in 3d shooters are much higher than 2d ones mm-hmm. i played a lot of the first one and enjoyed it but like yeah. didn't really ever want to go back to it how's after. the first one control is it like yoshi's island like how do you no no it's um you actually can't all that jump all that well and you have to find like jumping pads i remember to get between like different areas if i recall you can get you can get multiple jumps though by getting items oh yeah that. like yeah. the hapu feather right yeah, yeah. but how do you shoot you um, shoot in straight line, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah but it's uh, like the cursor just... Oh, oh, really? You, just, yeah. you have forward and back, and you that's it? You just have it. forward and back, yeah. You, and, so but it's most like of the enemies are, just are kind of coming and like... Got it, okay. But yeah, but but there's, there's still like... it's it's uh, There's... That game, I think, had much more intense... Uh, um, what's it called? Uh, when the enemy's like showing you that it's about to attack. Uh, I can't remember oh, what the... Signaling. Shadowing? No, like... There's a, there's a phrase Things on the side, oh. the, the HUD... Uh, telegraphing, telegraphing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, there's, there's, beep, a, there's beep, a lot beep, more telegraphing beep, in that beep, because beep, you're beep, surrounded by so much. Uh, that that's that's like the the crux of Risk of Rain One. But I digress. Risk of Rain Two. I and I just want to like cap it off with I think my favorite thing about Risk of Rain Two is it's still in is it's this good and still in early access. Like they're going to be constantly adding onto it and improving it, and I that just blows my mind. It already feels like such a complete great game to me. Cool. I was surprised at how long they updated Risk of Rain one. So that's true. Yeah, and I, I think Risk of Rain two has a bigger audience. So yeah, got that Gearbox publishing advertising. Mm-hmm. They have like a they have a really high budget cinematic trailer rolling it's around. Really good. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really do. good. It's it's quite well done. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think they used it in the um the Switch announce in that Nintendo Direct. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's weird because it doesn't fit the actual art style of the game. It doesn't. But, but it's it, a but pretty you cool. get the vibe. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> that much. Uh. Yeah. Risk Green Two. Nice. Risk Green Two. Uh. I'm gonna skip number seven again. We're coming back to that later. Uh. Should you say what it is and just it's say a, uh, it's up to Alex. Okay. I mean, you can do whatever you want. All right. Like, I'm gonna we, just say like um, this is your list. Yeah. We're coming back to those because they are games that other people have on their list, and we're gonna do a collective episode. Yeah. Um. If Dylan would like to explain more, he can. But is that seven and eight. Did we already do. Skip nine. Uh, we skipped nine, skipped nine, which oh. is Brawl Stars. Oh, right, right, right. And right, right, I'm going to skip number seven because that's Return of the Oberon Din. I think both of those Dylan and I share. Can't hear that without thinking Jedi. Can't hear <laughs> Return of the and not hear Jedi. Oberdin does sound like a Jedi name. Well, you, you damn right it does. Surely done. you mean... <laughs> Master Oberdin. Jedi? Surely you mean Return of the King? Please tell me what Revenge your of the Jedi game is. So... Actually, this is interesting. We're going to jump right from one roguelike into the other that I really, really liked. Uh, we're going to talk about Void Bastards. 
Void Bastards. Bastards. Which uh, jumped out to me as being like the first time a roguelike felt like it had a really steady sense of progression. Yeah. Hmm. That's fair. Okay. You s- I think like Rogue Legacy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I Maybe that's another one that I just couldn't get into because well, of sure. like 2D Void shooting. Void Bastards really yeah. kind of breaks the roguelike mold in a lot of ways, though, because yeah. I mean, I haven't died in it yet. Because I I ain't playing. That's I what play I find really well, nice. Well. Is there's ways to sort of like game the system so that you're not dying as much. Yeah. And like yeah. you can really play to your strengths and choose whether or not you, you want to. Just die. hop back in your ship and be like, all right, I'm done with this. Yeah. Right. Move to the next thing. Guess I'm just bad at games. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so what really helped me was I got a character with the trait bulky, which makes it so they have double the normal health. Oh, nice. And then as soon as I got that, I was like. Well, fuck. Let's just keep piling on into this, and like kept upgrading the stat tree that gives me more health. And yeah, I'm at, like two thousand health, and just don't die now. Good lord. Is that tree persistent? Uh, it's just like, or is it wipe? When it's you... it's like three upgrades into the like armor vest uh, item. Okay, so, so that's you... not persistent between lives. No, it is between lives. All of those items are yeah. Okay, because those be- they become part of. Loadouts. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. They go to the, like they go to the ship or the got that it. okay AI right. thing. Yeah, the the guy who's holding on to it. I like uh just to just to lay some groundwork. I like the humor style a mm-hmm. lot. It's mm-hmm. very Hitchhiker's Guide. If you're into that, you'll love it. It's also very outer worldy. Like we've been playing some outer world yeah. just on the side oh, yeah. and just mm-hmm. like the hyper capitalist dystopia. It's great. Right. It very much plays on that. You're a you you play a prisoner who gets like. And prison in this game is implied to be like a state of dehydration where you're a yes. pack, you're, you're a pile of dust and like mm-hmm. a and like a tea yes. packet, whenever or a Kool-Aid they, packet. Whenever they reload or or bring in a new like prisoner, pour the dust into a tank and rehydrate it, and then yeah. you yeah. pop out as a person. Yeah, <laughs> I think they just pour you into the suit, and then it's just like, all right, yeah. put some put water. The suit sitting in the cockpit of the, of the yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, British narrator. Yeah, very Fantastic. cheeky British. He's great. It's a good time. Um, the art style fantastic love the comic booky look love mm-hmm. the ways that they used that to sort of push different mechanics like your character's sense of humor hu- uh, hearing i mentioned where different sound effects oh, that yeah. different enemies make you like see pop up as, yeah, right, right, like right. footsteps yeah Squish the actual onomatopoeias yeah yeah um i some I, horror elements to it horror-y bits yeah. it's yeah. got that um like some of the hard enemies there was one like i don't know if this is part of the tutorial or not but like one of the first um the spaceships areas i went into there was like i don't know what the enemy was called but he like has he's just a bipedal dude humanoid figure but then he has like a space glass space helmet but mm-hmm. it's all like obscured black inside it's like it's, a hulk or a hunk or something yeah like something like does that does he like shoot spikes out of him i don't remember because he was he was encased in this like observation chamber uh. and i was allowed to like walk on the outside of it yeah oh, that's one of the just, like yeah, that is yeah. one of the just kind of like muttering to himself uh-huh. and then, like mm-hmm. screaming a bit uh-huh. yeah i did not like that anytime uh, anytime the power is off in a ship yes fuck off those are Just fucking great <laughs> it's really really good you have to uh yeah there's occasional ships you'll come across that say like power's off you have to restore it before you can do anything got it like doors doors are all open which is dangerous because mm-hmm. the door closed essentially means like okay no enemy's gonna come to me from there right um and uh well, it also means security systems are turned off, which can be helpful. Yes. Um, but it also but means also you can't red. like use any of the uh, like the openables yeah. won't open, and you need to do that to find whatever item you're there to look for. Mm-hmm. It's my um, favorite Sylvester Stallone movie. 
The openables. The, the openables. openables. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna open them all. <laughs> Adrian. Uh. Adrian, we opened it, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you have to like find your way to the power station area of the ship and restore power before you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, well that will like turn on the lights, turn on security, but also like attract some enemies to that space where you were and yeah, it those are good times. I, I like the sense of it's a, it's an immersive sim where you can like be stealthy or you can be running, gutting, mm. shooty. And pick up a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of that. Um, I do not like the Doom-esque sprite usage. You don't? No. Oh, I love it. I have, I have no fondness or attachment for that. Also, it reminds me a lot of... I don't know if you guys have heard of this game. It's a game called a Rogue Shooter. I believe it's what it's called. No. It is... Imagine Void... Are you Void... talking about the one with the blue dude? I don't remember. Okay, never mind. No, it's literally Void Bastards, but like on a budget. Okay. Just mm. imagine Void Bastards. Like, it's a roguelike sci-fi mm-hmm. shooter with this Doom-style sprite art where like the characters rotate towards you and there's mm-hmm. just one plane. Um, it takes place on like a multitude of space station. That entire thing... And it looks bad. <laughs> oh, so I can't yeah. help but look at Void Bastion and just be and like, think of that other and thing. think of this game. I yeah. think the art direction for all of like, because that's not pixel art; it's like vector art. Yeah, and the it's, whole, like, it's comic book drawing. Yeah. If it weren't idea. vector art, it wouldn't work for me. Hmm? If it weren't vector art, if it weren't those illustrations, it wouldn't work for me. I yeah, I yeah. think the vector art really pushes it to me. Like every screenshot is a page from a comic book. Mm. Yeah, it's really pushed. I that. think it works. I think it comes together. It's just like not. Not your dig. Not my thing. Yeah. Okay. And it's because I, I have never played Doom. So, mm-hmm. like, I have zero attachment to that. Well, so, so going... So, fuck this game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, going into what I really love about this game, it's just, like, it, it's a roguelike that really stresses the importance of, like, letting you play your way. You can really figure out ways to sort of game the system. It's, like, the lightest of roguelites in that sense. And that it doesn't really feel a need to be super challenging, uh, but it will be as long as um, you play it whatever way you like. And there's, uh, yeah, there's, um, I just like how like wacky some of the weapons and tools get and mm-hmm. how much that helped me earlier on, like learning how to use different ones and like what, depending on what the ships say they have, what yeah. might be the best option for carrying on board. Mm-hmm. I really, really like the cat drones that you throw on the ground and then they, they give out a little robotic meow and then like, run through the ship do they like and mark enemies and stuff or they, they distract they, enemies. yeah okay. so the enemies will all like run after the cat and attack it and once its health reaches zero it explodes and takes out a bunch of them so it's a good way to like sort of clear out a hallway yeah um this is also similar to risk of rain this is also a game i played once no. <laughs> and then never found a chance to get That's back fair. to it. i yeah. played it on game pass i assume you did the mm-hmm. same nelson mm-hmm. yep. okay yeah, and then there's, like, the mines, which I found really helpful for, like, when I see a room full of enemies, I'm like, all right, like, two, th- one, two, three by the door, then open it and, like, say, hey, guys, and then, like, run so they can all, like, run into the mines. and mm. One, two, take three mines on the floor, four, five, six mines. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, all of the tools are, are useful for multiple reasons uh, in multiple situations, and it it really gives you everything you need to enjoy this game in your own way instead of like i feel like most roguelikes risk of rain included who are just like this is the way you enjoy it also and most roguelikes like keep keep it mysterious in terms of like like you have a star fox-esque like star chart mm-hmm. whenever you're in your ship right and yeah. you can see the pe- you can see where you're going yeah whereas a lot of roguelikes are like 
Next level. Here you are. Are. Yeah, f- yeah, figure yeah. it out. Like randomly generated whatever yeah. level, but they're not telling you right. this is what's in that they're level. They're not giving you the path, it, the course. You have it to caught me it in its in its loop, especially regarding like the f- how much progression it gives you much harder than I thought it would. It's Void Bastards, it's a good game. It was a really good time. Cool. Yeah. Shooting uh, was the shooting memorable at all for you guys? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. The, uh, I, I don't think it's like the greatest ever because yeah. like the sprites never really change. Yeah, they don't react very much. They don't. Um, but there's like a nice kick. All the sounds are really nice. The particle effects are pretty great. Pretty I think. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that the the starting pistol they give you is pretty good, even in the late game. Yeah, I don't think I. Again, in my one session of playing, I don't think I ever picked up a different weapon. I don't know that you really need to because I feel like you could probably. I think you, you can could upgrade just keep that upgrading gun, that right? pestle and it will be yeah. fine. Um, but I do really like the shotgun because up close yeah. it just wrecks everything. Is that something you have to find in the world and then you so can upgrade what you it? Do or? Is, like the progression is tied to finding specific items uh-huh. that are like materials. And then you usually only need like one or two to craft whatever items are available on the workbench. Um, the stapler, which is the, the stapler gun, is like the shotgun that takes. Oh, okay. uh, that takes like one item that you can find. And what you do is they have a system where you can mark a specific object on the tree and then it will point out the ship that has the items okay. you need. Cool. Yeah. And cool. Then, so that's how you sort of create your progression because there's an ultimate quest item for like each chapter. You either need this ID card or you need this uh, right. something or other. Um, but you can all, or, but it will also point out the ships along the way that have stuff that you need for your tree. So it's all about like how far do you want to veer off course before, or do you just want to like beeline it to the to the ultimate objective? Got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything Anything else about Void Bastards? About the it's VB? Good. Play it. An excellent name. Yes, it's, it's a, a good, good name. name. <laughs> it's such a good name. Uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. Cool. Um. So yeah, number five is Control. Control. Ah, yeah. The federal. So, Bureau, Bureau of Control. Of control. How many here finished it? Well, Define finish. Okay. <laughs> so I met Dylan. Okay, you met Dylan. You met yourself. Yes. You met, he, yeah, I looked He's at even like a little similar looking. It's funny. It. He, look, that man is not as attractive as me. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like his teeth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he pulls off the creepy antagonist. Pulls role, it off extremely pretty, pretty well. well. Yeah. But yeah. I met him this morning. Okay. And that was like at nine o'clock. Okay. Uh, I looked at my clock and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna watch the rest of this movie or rest of this game." And, oh, he does. Look like oh, I you. did that. Yeah, yeah. That's how I played the game from start but, to finish. As I like, watched it, playing it. So like, that's like the mid section of that game. Mm-hmm. And I had already spent like total 15, 18 hours on that game. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a it's a long it's a triple A game. Yeah, but like if you go on like how long to beat? It's like fifteen hours to beat the whole thing. Well. I mean, I think that's like minimal without sure. doing any I mean, side quests. And, well, I yeah. mean, it's usually average. Yes. Like yeah, if you're the, mainlining the main, the main quest. is usually the average. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but it's the average of just mainlining the main quest. Sure. Um, so I did do some side stuff, but not like a ton. Okay. Uh, like whenever I got one of those timed missions, I was like, fuck that. I don't want to uh, do that. Yeah. I only did those like late game because I think early game, you just weren't powerful enough. That is one notch I well, would that, put They're just kind of boring. Like, I, like the loads in that game are so long. And I just never wanted to go back to anything. Oh, what did you play on? Man. I played on PC. It's running off an SSD. Mm-hmm. It took like this is, I think we had this conversation because I was like, I have it on SSD and it's fine. Like they're only like second a second load. or a half. Yeah. Thirty Ooh, second load times. Rough. Yeah. That's if I'm I died, sorry. if I had to switch like major areas. Mm-hmm. Um but so so I met Dylan and that's like the mid part of the game. And 
playing through the rest of the game would have probably taken me another 10 hours. I think Dylan's more around like the 75% mark. Like maybe in terms, well, Nelson's shaking his head. No? No, I watched I mean, the four-hour video. Chapter-wise, yeah, it's, it's the sixth chapter of ten of the main quest line. Okay, yeah, and I'd say like he is maybe. I don't remember a lot of time between me and that Dylan. I think, or an hour I and think half. the second half of the game goes much faster. Maybe that's why. But yeah, probably it still would have probably taken me five ten hours, which is five ten hours I didn't have. Sure. As opposed to sitting down and watching thirty minutes. of a relatively mediocre finale <laughs> of that game. Yeah, it doesn't have the best ending. It's, it, it, it's sort I would of, say maybe it doesn't have an ending. That's I think that's a fine well, way to put it. It has one ending, which is it's okay, which is pretty good. It's, it's a good twist. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like when the when the credits get all fucked up. Yeah. Um, and I think the idea is they're going to expand upon it. Probably. I mean, they, got, they, like, the, the they already announced that. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're Control three DLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Control. Nope. Not gonna do the for three year thing. The, the third. Oh, uh, you know what? The next one should be Control Alt Delete. Oh, nice. Control F four. Okay. So Tell me more about I'm gonna, you. Loving I'm gonna this game. guess that you guys skipped the Ashtray Maze sequence, aka one of the best sequences in video games. I'm sorry. The what? Ashtray Maze. Ashtray Maze. Um, that's not the maze that you have to do with the, with Ati, right? Which is very cool. Where he gives you the cassette. And did in my know? video was demonetized, so there was no music, and I definitely fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, I was confused yeah. too. I was yeah. like, "Why is there it, where the, the audio?" On the bottom, I was just like, "Sorry oh, for okay. for uh, for copyright purposes." Okay, hang this on. Is muted. I didn't know they were. There's the Adi maze, which is when you go through. When you have to go to find Adi. No, he yeah. gives you his cassette player. He gives you his cassette player, and then you go find yes. the maze, and then you can do it with the cassette player. Yes. And at that yes. point, the music cut out. No, no, no. When he comes, there's yeah, like some no, licensed music. There's licensed music when you put the cassette player yes. on. That makes sense. Yeah. You guys missed out. I bet. What was the song? It is... Lollipop, just on repeat. Oh, my <laughs> God. It is a 10-minute hard rock metal ballad. That you run through this I'm maze, good. which is a gauntlet event. It's so cool. I'm good, man. Oh that God. just, no, I'm, just into that. I'm into that. But it just doesn't fit the aesthetic of sure. the rooms that you're going through. But again, that game seems just like just a just Hang a. On. Well, then no, no, we're gonna get pulled we're gonna, down. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, get, get content ID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play the whole thing. Mm, just put it in the put it in the chat. <laughs> yeah, like can I, mean, I get a copyright claim claim in the chat? <laughs> it's like. It's a copyright claim aisle three. <laughs> it's cool. I think there's like some hidden lore about the cassette player itself being an object of power because okay. like the lyrics are also like probably the lyrics are. But the, if that's but then why didn't they fucking do that with the actual sound room and the fucking other altered world events? You know what I'm talking about? The big the big soundproof room with the big speakers mm. and like in research you go into this room mm -hmm. where like you're reading all this documentation where it's like people have shown like psychotic feelings uh when listening to this song and then you go into that room that wouldn't work for and this play song. this play the song and nothing fucking happens like that game falls short at, at the world they're trying to build the yeah. objects of power because it because yeah. again it's 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 a huge scope problem i think a few of them were really cool i liked the uh the fridge that, the fridge is cool. That, I that did the fridge you. this morning. The fridge was cool. Uh, I liked um, there's a rubber duck that you have to like chase throughout the whole facility. Okay. It keeps, I saw like, warping it behind away. glass. I never saw what it did. Eventually it escapes. There's a side quest for it. Okay. Um, is that what um, Langston causes gives the apocalypse? You? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's one of the Langston quests. Okay. Uh, he gives cool. you a bunch to like chase after. Um, Langston also. 
just looks like Pat Bear to me. <laughs> <laughs> just Pat Bear with a massive scar. Yeah, yeah that's fair. He looks um, like um, what's the Witcher with the massive scar on his face? Oh, uh, the old guy or the, no, the, the younger other one. younger dude? Oh shit, I don't remember. He looks brunette like brunette dude. dude. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, please. <laughs> I want to talk about how cool control is. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> Straight negativity. No, go um, ahead. Yeah. Um, just resign. What to was to I, I, I really, really liked a couple of like the altered, um, like a bunch of the side quests just felt like awesome. I, I, I can't think of a great word other than that. There's the, the mirror world that you can find hmm. that you walk into and like everything is reversed. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a really cool sequence because in the um, the in the in the room where they're studying it, they have a couple of tape recordings, and in it they have like recordings from people who have gone to the mirror world and come back, and the people who have gone to the mirror world are talking backwards, mm. and like the person trying to interview them like can't understand them, and then you go to the mirror world and those recordings are it's like the same room but like just flipped right and you listen to those recordings and then the people who are talking backwards are talking forwards got it and then you walk out of it and you fight like a dark jesse called Essage. <laughs> okay <Yeah>. okay <laughs> I, li- I like it i okay. like it i yeah. like it um she was one of the bosses i couldn't beat and these I, are all side like, quests right yeah. so that's kind of the problem that i seem that i kind of have is all of these really weird cool things that are side quests do you feel like do you feel like you need to do the side quest to get the maximum amount of like oh this is what you were going for or do you feel like the main storyline handles that just fine i feel like the main storyline does just enough Mm. and then it's it's like maybe not the right amount but it's very very close okay i mean then the side it's pretty weak I, I just want weird like you're you're saying like oh yeah there's a mirror world it's like that should just be part of like the if game. you that have be side the... quests though like the, the 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 value of having side quests in the games that they are optional but if you at any point during the gameplay you're feeling like i'm not this isn't getting weird enough you can go and do side quests so if it's there for you it's there yeah, for you the, problem is like, that the conceit of the game is like yo look at this weird shit and also like there's a timer like not not mm. not literally like like in there's the game. a narrative timer yes, of i need is, to do there is X, it, something y, and Z. pushing you towards yeah. trying to finish the game because like it has that there, let ludo narrative distance yeah there's a light life or death scenario and joe is holding that's the timer. also a timer it's a visual that's actually gag. not as not as bad as i thought it was. yeah i mean also the game's hard the game is it, frustratingly hard it can get hard it like i I got much better at it later on, which I thought was cool. It's got a nice sense. Of, it had a nice sense of progression for me where I... I, d- I died to that fucking uh, Banikoff boss like two or three times. Like, and, and Are there difficulty options? No. Okay. That's the worst part. Yeah. Like, if you're going to make your game like this frustrating to play at points, like at least let me bump it down to an easier difficulty. Like I, I say just do that for every game. I hate artificial difficulty. Like yeah. I hate... AI driven difficulty. Difficulty in multiplayer game, love it. Perfect. Like if if another player smarter than me and more capable mm-hmm. than me, love it because I know I can get there. Mm-hmm. But if a boss, if you just throw me in a that that boss room is just so poorly designed. So it's like this small ass like like 
office space, right? It's got like the four pillars of stuff. It's got four pillars, yeah. and there's a perimeter, and the perimeter is like is uh, up on a landing, and like there's like small staircases that take up on a landing, and there's a small ass arena in the center, and there's just a bunch of shit in there. There's just like filing cabinets and desks and all this shit, and they spawn this guy. It's like the guy who used to be head of security. Right, he's got he a has, couple mooks. He's got he's got he's got like eight. Like it's not like a couple. That's a couple. They spawn like five of them at the same time with yeah. the boss, yeah. and the boss is super fast. It just chases you like the fucking Babadook around this goddamn little <laughs> arena. <laughs> so we had a conversation on the Discord about this because I was like, I don't even remember that boss, and I looked at it and I was like, it's just a guy. It's, it's not just a guy. He has a, just a guy. He has a shit ton of health. Okay, he health. is one of the tornado enemies with a shit ton of health, and those guys are so easily like like exploitable. Yeah, because he was for a little bit, and then he broke out of his own exploit thing he's like oh and started chasing me around again uh, you either weird. use pierce which breaks through their armor and or you throw something at them which, which knocks down their armor, armor. which yeah. i and was doing can... but the so the problem with that encounter and the problem with most of the encounters is also the problem with the with the uh uh fr- refrigerator encounter and we can talk about that but <laughs> what a good is, that, is that the big <laughs> like <laughs> worm yeah. boss yes, yes, the yes, arms yes. that one the first time i didn't like that the second time you title. have to fight it i but was they okay both with suffer from the same thing if you have this giant ass enemy and you're you're focused on it and then just some mook comes up behind you it's like hey what's up <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah and the, and so and so this that, sounds like a serious case of get good dylan no no mm. fuck that that's a toxic mentality fuck that i don't like that Hell yeah, like, Dylan. Games should be enjoyable no matter what your skill level is, no matter what your capability is. I well, fucking deny the uh, idea that like you're not good enough to play this game. Mm, I deny it. Uh, I, I mean, deny it. And it's no, also not a valid critique against what I'm bringing up against it. Like The game like, is everything frustrating. You, everything you bring up is valid. I would just like to say that I really enjoyed feeling like I was getting better and better throughout sure. it. And like, and if and, you if you I can hit that stride, that. that's great. Yeah. But like, that's not a guarantee. And yeah. so like, it's going to be a different experience for everyone, right? So like, I think like your ability to like ride the crest of the skill curve is just mm-hmm. as valid as me feeling like I ran headfirst into a brick wall over and over and over and over again, because like. So so the 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 security guy the tornado dude like he's throwing shit at you there's like eight dudes in that room coming mm. at you so like eventually like I learned the strategy of like all right I got to clear out all these assholes first and then I can worry about taking the boss down um but he still just takes so long to whittle his health down because like all right he's going to chase me around a little bit he's going to summon three like telekinetic objects he's going to throw them at me and I have to get in that small ass three second window where he's has stopped lowered his shield and is about to lift up the stuff then i can lift something up and throw it at him and it takes off a little bit of health unless i pick up something because you don't directly influence what you pick up and in a crowded room like that you sometimes pick up something from a cross if you're like, if you're like flailing right. it'll just like grab and then so yeah. and then i'll hit a pillar and it'll take a long ass time to get to me or it'll break apart before it gets to me i've burned out all of that telekinetic energy i got to do it again throw it at him my trick was when i needed something fast i aimed down grab it off the ground hmm. i do feel like with games that have frustrating difficulties there's kind of two kinds of players players who feel immense catharsis when they finally beat it and players who feel winded when they beat it yeah because, that, i'm the second one definitely right and so uh, and I'm, I'm definitely the first like i i love dark souls for that reason right you know, i like, hate dark souls so, so, <laughs> yeah. and so i guess I, I think this is i mean sure you can critique the game but in, in this regard but it is for the type b that we sure, just said sure. versus but, the type a okay so like and so the 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 tornado enemy boss like that 
there's a little gray area with that. The refrigerator boss. So what happens? So like there there are these the I will fully go, going into this. This is my game we're talking about. Um, <laughs> I will fully say the first time I fought the refrigerator boss, I got so pissed a bunch of times. It like. It's just bad design. Like it's just it's bad. It's not as well thought out as it should be. Can we explain it, the design then? So, yes, okay. yes. It, uh, it's a big worm thing. Well, hold on. I want to talk about the actual like the, the the narrative trappings of the entire thing. So you go into this area. Um, is that okay, Alex? Is that okay? So you go into this area called the Panopticon, which is a prison for like you know dangerous anomalous objects it's a containment right center. um and they have a bunch of them under lock and key um there's one that is just a fridge and the backstory behind the fridge is that the fridge belonged to this dude who he he had a son and the son made a bunch of drawings that the father really liked and they pinned him to the fridge i'm on board and then uh the dad was like, oh, I got to go run and get cigarettes or something. Um, and he, so he leaves the house for like five minutes. Oh, and that, he never came back, did he? No, he comes back. Oh. The kid isn't there because the entire building collapsed because of this altered item. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fridge is still standing. And also mm. like the, the drawings and everything are like permanently like pinned mm. to it. So like the dad like holds on to the fridge and just he said he spent like hours every night just staring at the fridge because it like reminded him of his son. So eventually like... Uh, the bureau gets a control of it and the conceit is that like it, it has this immense power to damage objects and people around it and the only way it is like deactivated is that someone has to always be staring at it so it's kind of like a play on that famous SCP. 173 yeah. yeah um so you on your way to find dylan who is also held in the panopticon mm-hmm. you come across this guy who's on his fridge duty shift but like because of the, the the events happening around, he hasn't had like a relief in a day. Uh, it's like twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. He's been yeah. sitting there staring at a fridge uh, for twenty four hours. So eventually, he just like yeah, and he's not like no, no. He's still talking to you. He's like hello. So he's like, someone, hello. someone help. And literally uh, the first time, the first time you run into him, your your Jesse goes, I gotta go do something first. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I gotta. I'm sorry. Please, I'll try. Mm-hmm. And I'm like yeah. But you can you you can come back. It's not part of the main quest line, but you can come back and um, help him. So you go and talk to Langston, who is like the head of like the containment mm-hmm. unit, um, to like buzz you into that room. Mm-hmm. And on your way into that room, uh, the the fridge kills the dude. Right. Like oh. you, you, you he, basically he, go into the side room that obscures your view of that like viewing area, mm-hmm. that two way mirror. Mm-hmm. And when you come into the, the room itself, room. there's just like a blood splatter on the ground and an empty chair, and the fridge is just there. Um, so you basically whatever you you do your mojo with the fridge, like mm-hmm. you do your thing, um, mm-hmm. and it teleports you to the astral plane, which is like an area that you commonly go back to when you're interacting with objects of power, and um, you have a boss. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and this. Boss is a like giant worm looking thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a big caterpillar, but its front arms are really long. Yeah, it's got spider yeah, legs, got, like, basically. Spider legs. And it has a single Fuck eye. That. And, the eye and ha- a big big eye. And the eye has like a shielding on it. Like it can like so the it can eyelid, either be like, like a rotates. big target or it right. can be a tiny target. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was targetable when it was in the smaller Yeah, when it's a small you just have right. to be accurate. I don't so know. you can hit the tiny So you're thing. on this giant square platform mm-hmm. and the and the and the worm um, it's just like take obscure like one side of the of the square. Yeah. It's huge. And, and it'll yeah. and it summons when it has its eye and when it has its eye aperture like fully open, it like summons these like energy balls that if they hit the platform, it just like takes out a huge chunk of so it. So you're supposed to shoot the energy balls. Right. Preferably shooting them in the eye. Right. Kay. And then it has an attack where it slams the ground with its legs. It's basically guaranteed to take out chunks of this platform. Sure. And if you're floating in the air aiming 
you don't have any awareness of, of what like is where under, you're yeah. hovering yeah. over yeah. of where I and I barely used my levitate during that fight. Oh, so I was okay. still I was so like you're tilting up and you're looking up, so you have like n- none of the ground in your vision and your port view, mm-hmm. and you just fall into a hole. It's and not die. the best. Design. It's and not you, the best. Design. Design. You like elevate higher and look down. You could. But well, you only get a set amount of levitation. Yeah, you only get a certain height. The game only ever gives you, like, depending on where you jump off of, you you just go, like, a set distance, and then you're stuck there for a set amount of time before and you start you to, like, drop. slowly drift down. Oh, okay. It's that an interesting yeah. piece. It's an interesting set piece in a game of interesting set pieces that is, like, notoriously flawed. Yeah. Like, a lot of them are. Yeah. I think a good easy mode for this game would turn off any, any chunk of that platform breaking. Like, I... I would love this game without any combat. Even though the combat's so, great, so that's yeah. actually how I. Sorry, go ahead. I, I just feel like I haven't gotten a whole lot of time okay. to say that right. I like no, okay. this game. <laughs> sorry. It's all been what we don't like about uh, this game. All right, going back. I'm, 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 I'm pulling back. objects of power. Oh my god. Um, what do you like about this game? I love the combat. Before you go into that, can I just say I hate this game? <laughs> <laughs> I also love the combat. I think it's so smartly designed to like create these situations where you have to like switch between using your gun and using your powers. All of the power unlocks are really smart nice. and allow you to create interesting opportunities of like, okay, how can I engage with these people? Um, I really like these people, <laughs> these wow. his people. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a little hiss racist right now. I'm just sorry. <laughs> Let's cut that joke. <laughs> I don't know. Dylan was telling me that the hiss might not be that bad. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. So I like like um, I, I was using a strategy for a little while of like using the shield a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then like which I, did, I never got. <laughs> I don't have the shield. Okay. How well, do you get? How do you, no? I'm not trying to like. Uh, but you only you got to the point of talking I'm to. Pretty the sure Dylan. you get it before the levitate. Uh, if I, I did, it might be a side thing. Maybe it is. Is um, it one of the? Is it the agent training area? Uh, the only side thing that's been si- a little while. Okay. The, it was a, a safe. The object of power yes, is a safe. Yes, which is through the agent okay. training. So you missed that. I just didn't do it. I had okay. the mission. I was like, uh, how come you I didn't think, do it? Uh, it's a side thing. I think Jesse uh, specifically mentions in that like side quest description, like there might be something about like it could give me another power. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna go do that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's in, it's it's heavily implied. I knew that. I was yeah. just like, I don't know. I f- I was. So it gives you something that like you you go like wah and like a bunch of rocks. Yes, I've seen it in action. Yeah. I just never uh, got and it. And you cool. can throw the rocks too, then, right? Yeah. There's an upgrade you oh, can cool. unlock. Like, when you're done forward. with the shield, you like shoot them forward. That's, good. that's, that's, that's probably really more smart. useful than the melee because I always felt the melee misfired. I was gonna me. say, yeah. I watched um, very little of the game, but I, I watched my friend do a, a stream of a boss fight in it, and that was basically the meat of the fight was using that to survive because that's cool. Of the, the amount of like enemies really good ability. I liked pairing it with the shotgun because I could get really close, knock them like off their heels with the blast, and then. And, and mm, cool. I like uh, I think my favorite power to unlock it had like a long cooldown because when you use it it drains your entire energy but if you're flying you have a crash land like basically a su- like a superhero yeah. Yeah. Uh, turn yourself into a human torpedo a Jason mm-hmm. Momoa type move as one Will Blanton would <laughs> refer to it as yeah uh, <laughs> the fuck did Jason Momoa do that I think it's Aquaman Stargate Atlantis I think. Or, or yeah maybe it's that um, he's in Stargate not, not the podcast. Yeah, he's running decks. <laughs> okay. He's not in season one. He comes in in season two. Yeah. Look, I love Ford power. He's yeah. Aquaman. Then Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about uh, control anymore. We're going to talk about Jason Momoa. This is oh the Momoa cast. His filmography. Yeah, please. <laughs> Sorry. So Alex. I like that power because you basically get to select one target and delete them. 
Like it just does so much damage. <laughs> just drag him to the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> it it does so much damage, and it's just such a great initiator for a fight. I basically uh, kept the pistol going for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I put all my best upgrades on the pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, that felt so good to use. And and so like how I'd essentially initiate whenever I saw a group, I'd be like, all right, time to fly. Which one of you is strongest? And that's then like cool. yeah, just like peck them all off. Yeah, the, that's what really cool. my favorite encounter combat encounter was i was in the the research like uh atrium like the big one with the big winding staircase yeah and i went all the way down to the bottom and there's like a cafeteria in there yeah and the, and i just got cornered by like five dudes so i'm just like you know zipping around like doing my like blink forward in the cafeteria mm-hmm. and people are like shooting their rockets at me and i'm like i'm taking dudes out and, but it, it was a fun it was a fun strategic encounter and i think it was maybe aided by the fact that like i knew i had a uh escape route mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. things went really bad i could just run off and like i had this huge open area to like go duck and hide yeah definitely. whereas a lot of a lot of the boss encounters and encounters in general they just they they I push you down to these small rooms bosses can be a struggle open groups of enemies is where this game really shines yeah i really thought that was like the strongest decision they made when you got to that end sequence and it wasn't a boss it was just like a series of, of hordes and a nice wide open uh in the maze you're talking about no well the maze was another great example the only made better because that was such a crazy unique set piece with awesome music blasting the whole time yeah i loved listening to it yeah just, yeah yeah <laughs> my favorite part was when it was silent for like 30 minutes and i was just like oh, okay cool yeah <laughs> That's um man, that's so that's such a bummer. It's uh I, I made a tweet about like does anyone laws. know if the Walkman's an object of power? Because it's weird that there's a canon song in the world of control that describes Jesse's experiences up until this point. Because the lyrics are all like they're all like yeah, it's what's highway happening to, the danger to Jesse. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm hearing hissing in the hallways. Da, 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 da. It's okay. so good. <laughs> I, I uh, replace yeah. it with lo-fi hip hop, and then I'll be like really. <laughs> you should watch Watchmen then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ooh, you should watch Ooh. Watchmen again. Right. More and more excited every time you say something. I do. Can I say one thing that I like about Control? Sure. Absolutely I fucking not. love Jesse. Yeah, I think Jesse as a as a character, and even the and we talked about this a little bit before, but the her talking to herself thing. I so actually look, the thing okay. is I like that because the first instance of her doing that in the game, Ati immediately replies to her. Yeah, and so there's a little bit of like a a weird thing going Someone on. Someone has of, telepathy or something. I think it yeah. create it's more it's less like. Here's how we're going to tell you this character's thinking. And mm-hmm. it's more like, here's how we're going to let you know that like thoughts are open, manifestable mm-hmm. things in this game. Yeah. Thoughts are powerful. Right. She's not talking to herself. She's also talking to the the guide, the yeah, friend. Polaris. And like, someone's hearing her. Yeah. It's not just her. Like, it's implied that Dylan, he's hearing her. Dylan's I hearing her. Her. He's hear- yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I do have, and then I felt like it really set up, um, here's a, Big spoiler, you guys know. I mean, we're, just we're spoiling case. it. Yeah, um, but when her friend dies, like that. Uh, oh yeah, that like it. It. The hell, thing she muddy, right? That's huh? fucking. That's, that pissed me she off. She doesn't. Something else does. Pol- Polaris, but he. No, I think. Okay, he, I, I he had drunk. to Google this because it didn't I make did any too, fucking and sense. I actually, I came here because I was like, I got questions. <laughs> <laughs> so one, Polaris and Hedron are interdimensional things. Yes. Right? I think Hedron is the one that dies. Yes, and Polaris Hedron, is still there. Hedron is a is a, is a is access a, point is like a a frequency. But aren't like, they like yes, it's an amplifier for, for Polaris? Are they kind of like two sides of the same coin? Like yeah, but they don't make that clear. Like the Son and the Holy Ghost. Me off about that's this the, game. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. Is the characters 
can't separate the two of them right yeah but polaris and, and hedron and, are definitely separate yeah and they also entities. want to make this huge like dramatic turn about it where it's like they're dead they're gone they're gone forever oh wait no they're not but also we don't ever like there's no there's nothing to be like oh i know exactly what i'm like what I'm i was waiting about for the moment where you fucking find dr darling and yes. he just lays it all out for you yes. yeah. and that never comes up because dr darling went inside hedron to hide and then like is now zapped to another sure. dimension or something yeah. it's sure. bullshit i really wanted yeah. to do something with the projector i'll say that yeah that'd be great i thought that was yeah, such a dude. cool object because and then it nothing sets happened. up that would have been the fucking do finale a is that oh you fucking well, it is the finale and, yeah but like it's you're, but it's you're not, turning it off you're going poop poop yeah and like go inside it it's, uh, yeah whatever it's yeah, fine it's, i get what you mean but it's um, just another generic like <laughs> it's another generic hiss infected like arena yeah like it's not like it'd been really cool if you and that's why i want more puzzles some in this game. again the ocean view motel is the coolest environment in that ocean fucking game i mean until the ashtray man shows up but sure yeah the <laughs> thing i didn't experience yeah the side thing um no it's on the main quest line you do it to get to the final <laughs> I think I think Control was one of my favorite games. I loved the combat. I loved number five. Yes, the combat. The combat's great. I loved the combat. I loved what they uh, that they did enough. I loved that uh, the side quests were great. It, it's it's so fun. Yeah, I felt. I, I went through just, the whole thing. It definitely it. feels like one of those games where if you just stare at it long enough, you just start seeing the cracks. Like. Yeah. pretty apparently yeah. like i just feel like the world they built is interesting but not interesting enough and not fully fleshed out i think the the arc of the main story is uh not set up like they introduce a character in the end of the second act that you're supposed to care so much about and then off them and but it ultimately doesn't matter hedron like that's I thought it was Dylan that you're talking about. Never no, no, no. Because no. Dylan's not dead. Dylan's not dead. Right, yeah. I was thinking, like, you don't kill him. No, no, no. Here. I'm talking about Hedron. Like, right just, there? They, yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> right here, man. Um, they, just, they, they, they kill that character off, and you're supposed to care, but, like, for a long time, you're just like, who is, who is that again? Mm-hmm. Who is this? I will yeah. say, okay, closing thought. There's. Oh, I ain't done. So. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you finish your thing so I can say my closing thought. Okay. Jesse's monologuing is fucking annoying. Mm. Like, it's fucking annoying. That's a whole hour left. I'm, I'm just, I'm just holding it up. Should, uh, just okay. give me. I have, I have a timer over here. I'm just holding it up. <laughs> Dylan's <laughs> taking all my time. All right, reclaiming my <laughs> that's time. What the, that's what this is for. Okay, talk about a thing to that have this Nelson conversation. And agreed was good. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the most part. Yeah, don't count your chickens before the they hatch, man. I, I, I'll just say I like her monologuing as well. I, I'm in I the pro monologuing there, camp. There is some good monologuing in there. There's some bad monologuing. The bad monologuing immediately overwrites the good monologuing. It's right. also very jarring when it happens because it's just like, all right, hard zoom. Yes, like hard, just just her eyes. Like when I was playing. So the part when you get to Dylan for the first time and he's like, or and Jesse asked, "Do you know who I am?" Mm-hmm. And he goes. You're Dylan Faden's sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, oh, okay, talking in the third person, that's not a good sign. And then she fucking says, talking in the third person, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Like, yes, thank you, Jesse. I don't need to know that. Yeah. Like, fucking yeah. treat your audience like they know what the fuck they're doing. Like, it's just, like but I don't also, need everything just fucking doled out to me also like that. It would have been more interesting if in her head she said that. <laughs> God, See, I'm not Joe. entirely against this. But if in her Joe head put she up, said that. I mean, on she both pretty? of his screens. Yeah. On both of his screens. I also Jesse's think, eyes. I also think they that this is one of those games that I don't understand why they did this because they're so good at it everywhere else. But I don't understand why their camera work is a shot counter shot. 
Mm, okay. Every every dialogue option is a shot county shot and then maybe there's like a glimpse of Dylan or a glimpse of of the director of the director yeah. yeah the board um and it's just like well, would you the board's cool the board's, board's really cool. the board's really fucking cool what you guys cool. think of that sequence where you get stuck in like intern world I thought that was interesting. That was yeah. really cool. Did you so did you guys get that line from Dylan that sets that scene up? Because there's a if you keep talking to Dylan, he talks about one of the dreams is I had a dream that I was director and mm. I got you a job here so that you could be with me and you were you were just an assistant and all you had to mm. do was get get printouts, fix the coffee, right, and then deliver and then something mail, else, and deliver but- mail but it was so boring and he and it's dylan saying that and so later on in the game when oh. you have to play through that moment i was like oh that's genius okay that's so what cool. is that arc so like you're in this loop that you're trying to break out of and the loop if you fail always ends with you getting shot or someone like someone's in the director seat and gets offed like right. i was very confused I can't about remember that. how it ended because i can't remember how the loops themselves so the ended. arc is jesse shoots whoever's in the director's chair no i yes. mean like i that that's that's how you get out of it. That's how you get out of the loop, but, but I can't how remember you, how the loop got reset. When uh, when someone dies in the chair is okay. when the loop gets reset. But it's oh, not, it's always the director shoots themselves. But it's themselves. not you. No. Yeah. Sometimes it's Dylan shooting you. Sometimes it's, uh, it's the director shooting you. Like It's basically interchanging all the actors. But in when that. Jesse takes her gun back and shoots is, the director. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which, got it. I, so... <laughs> Also, is that the beginning of the game? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> what is happening? Like, is, is there a weird time loop? Like you can't thing add happening? this fucking never like know. D- why? You never know. There's no point to that. <laughs> See, I understand that you never know thing, but I feel like in this like, game, you can't which is Fight Club, your like clandestine government sp- spook story, yeah. like yeah, when I'm already super confused. <sighs> so okay, I'm gonna close. Yeah, this give is, us your phone. This is my. I I liked control a lot. Jesse's eyebrows, and were I great. got one. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for Jesse's eyebrows. Honestly, she's yeah. good eyebrows. Uh, I liked a lot. There's a sequence in Luck and Probability that it's like just slightly implied that there's something you can do in this room and you have to figure it out entirely on your own. There's no side quest. There's no markers. There's no anything. And all it does is unlock an outfit. But I love that stuff in games. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, here's a secret that's like only slightly implied. I also and love I wanted to find it made me want to find more in that game. I, I wish like, I think this game has a lot of potential to be even more. I will pick yes. up control two. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I will I will buy the expansions. I will I'm going to want to revisit this game and it's I think I just wanted in its loop. I think I just wanted more of that. I just Which is yeah. the here's an object of power. You Sorry, in the play in the playthrough that I was watching, it was like survival, kill fifty enemies without without dying. I'm like, I don't want any of that in this game. Yeah, I hate. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know why they put it any in there. of that. In I this think game. they just wanted to justify you going back to old areas, so like they didn't feel like their work was Which is so unnecessary. Because like, guys, <laughs> your story is really like you do good stories. Alan Wake is fucking sick, but I just wanted it to be wanted it to be like, all right, give me give me the weird shit in a story. <sighs> yeah, I mean. I know. I love the combat. I felt I felt like it played well when it wasn't like brutally difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like there there's such good set pieces in this. Mm-hmm. Like luck, like the idea that they have a research wing that's called luck and probability, and like mm-hmm. luck is a quantifiable measurement. Like yes. that <laughs> shit, that shit's good. That's good yeah. world building. But yeah. they just kind of squander it with having this like 
I'm just so sick. With making it a video game. Just so sick of the fucking Rapture Bioshock shit. It's like you come into something after it's been torn apart and you have to put the pieces together and you have to like fucking mm. listen to the audio dialogue mm. and the fucking read the I just like in this wall. one that you were actually putting it back together though. Like yeah. it, like I mean, like, physically, like you couldn't do that in any of the Bioshocks. And in this one, like you slowly feel it coming back to its feet. Sure. I'm also I'm not opposed to implied storytelling because sometimes it's it, you, you don't have to show everything you can I, yeah, of course. I just I, it, I don't think it's done well here. I like I, I have no like better, clearer, like I feel like just like how the federal bureau of control works is like very fuzzy to me and like how like what's the hierarchy and like what it's just it's all very confusing well, also, Dylan, i also don't like i also don't like how jesse like goes from being like kind of like terrified and then the second she puts her her brother into a coma she's like this like well put together like yeah. director now and like super confident i hate that like i kind of like it I mean, it's fine. Well, she's been going through a lot. <laughs> yeah, but so much of that game is "fuck you." I'm not the director. Don't call me that. Yeah, and just she immediately just like falls into that government yeah. role. Just and I feel like if there was if there was more progression of like, all right, fine, I'm gonna take this responsibility. I'm gonna take this responsibility. Like if the, if the line was, "I have been made the director, and I'm gonna do a damn good job at it," or something like that. Sure. If it's just like, all right, this is who I am now. Not mm. I'm the fucking director. She's, if it's she, I have to be the director. Like most of her backstory is built on the tragedy of like my brother was taken from me yeah like i was i was gaslit most of my life mm-hmm. to believe that like this agency didn't exist mm-hmm. but i'm i'm just gonna reinsert all reinsert all those same like systems and everything we're just gonna do just keep yeah. maintain the status quo just like keep doing it yeah. all right so we all hate control. We like control. It's just we want it to be. We want more of it. I thought we it was pretty more great. Of the things that were really solid. I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> I want more eyebrows. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. We're move on. Number four. I think Anodyne 2 is something really special that needs to be played. Why? Just <laughs> <laughs> coming in real hot now. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm worked up. Please, <laughs> please tell me why Anodyne 2 is something special. It's just strange and beautiful in a way that a lot of games don't really aspire to be anymore. Oh, so it's just like Tilda Swin. What? 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 <laughs> yes, right. a lot of games don't aspire to be Tilda Swinton Maybe anymore. Maybe they should. And it's wrong. Alex okay? is oh, trying wait. to put himself out there <laughs> oh, and be no. honest and real about this game. And I'm agreeing. <laughs> Uh, let's see how how uh, I don't know. People like have they have have you experienced? Uh, let's just throw one out there. Mirror Mask. Oh movie? my god, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, uh, like Dark Crystal is fine. You know? Joe yeah. Joe really likes Dark Crystal. Yeah, I mean it's just like it's one of those. I also like Mirror Mask. I like Jim Henson in general. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those properties. It's just like it, it's not afraid to be as weird as it is. Yeah, it really opens itself up to you with this promise of like here's the strangest world that you've never explored and you're not only going to be exploring the world itself but the minds of the people who inhabit it that's awesome yeah and it's 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 a, it's a very human story beneath that every character is enduring a, a very personal struggle uh there's a golem who used to be mayor for a city and like he's just He's trapped on the ground and not not out of like underneath anything, but just like he he doesn't want to move mm-hmm. because his whole city 
like fell to a plague. Yeah. And as the mayor, it was his job to protect them, and he feels like he didn't, he couldn't do he it. He couldn't do the job. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you're supposed to like go into his mind and remind him that you know you you did what you could. Yeah. Like it's That's about cool. it's about like cleaning the anger. It, it's used. It uses this dust that's covering people's brains as a metaphor for cleaning the anger, the sadness, the all of the melancholy away, mm-hmm. and trying to create a brighter world that's more hopeful. I like that, and I think it deserves to be seen. So, are are the most interesting like narrative bits like these? individuals mini arcs or is it like how they culminate together it's mostly the mini arcs but there is a sense of culmination towards okay. the end um i think i want you to spoil the shit out of this game for me alex so here's the thing i can't <laughs> maybe you can't uh i maybe didn't 100 percent finish it oh i got very close to the end but i i that's ran fine. out of time that's fine um but let me I, tell you if you look it up on youtube but it's way shorter than <laughs> I want to play it. I want to play it. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I think, but I. It's worth to. It's worth it to know that even without finishing it, it's like this high on my list. Yeah, that's I huge. Who's your? What, what was your favorite brain? Oh gosh. To go into. I actually think it might have been the Golem one. He's fairly recent, so he's st- he's sticking out the most because I I did his sure. fairly recently. Yes. Recency bias is a real real <laughs> right. thing plaguing America. But yeah, his yeah. dungeon was just so focused on uh on on like the people. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like so much his experience, but it was. It was like his memories of all of his citizens, right? And what's interesting is the mark of a good community servant, right? And what's yeah. interesting is uh, you you don't like finish the dungeon in one go. It like brings you to the end of it, and then you sort of like hop out of him and have to go into other buildings to find other keys, and then hop back into him. Like as you progress through it, you have to explore it. it did a lot of tying between the overworld and the and the inner Do world. Do the keys manifest in his mind as well? Like, are those items used? So, uh, what I'm saying is, do items in the real world and items in the mind world are they interchangeable? Can one be used in the other, and vice versa? I think it was just for the purposes of this one dungeon. Okay, they're kind of mm-hmm. like MacGuffins that helped you Got it. move Got along. It. Got it. Yeah, but um, did you physically use them inside his mind, or did you like present them to him to like activate something to unlock something within the mind dungeon? Is there a term that they use for mind dungeon? It's mind dungeon <laughs> it's now. It's mind dungeon. Mind palace. Yeah. I, <laughs> nope. Nope. Mind I, dungeon. I don't think... I actually learned that mind palace was not a Sherlock thing. It was around far before it. Yeah. I don't doubt that. I mean, I'm sure someone in the span of human civilization used the words mind and palace together. But I mean, like, the concept was, like, in dictionaries for a while. Yeah. Generally. It's like... Yeah. I think it's oh, like okay. a, a yeah. psychiatric thing. Yeah. The method of Yochi. Of Yoshi, the, the method of Yoshi. It's uh the it's, Yoshi. It's, it's, it's Latin or, or Lochi, not Yoshi. Lochi means places. Uh, so it goes back to ancient Roman Greece as a mnemonic device. Uh, uh, in Cicero de Cicero's de Oratore and Quintilian's Institutio Oratoria. I love Assassin's Creed too. <laughs> <laughs> Riskiacid in spaghetti. <laughs> Oh, I don't know so, why that got me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can go back to Internet 2 after that. But anyway, um, <laughs> it also, I, I do want to point out, it also like doesn't uh, take itself too seriously, which is good. Yeah. Um, this it, feels very undertale it, It's very good at like burying its soul, but also like you start out 
in a giant egg. Like it's okay. where you're born. So Link's Awakening sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually I interesting. I am the windfish. <laughs> it's actually interesting because they do call the original Anodyne One a Link's Awakening. Like I think I mentioned that. Oh, yeah. I do remember you saying um, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you start out in a giant egg, and like the goal is there's like three mini dungeons you have to complete before, which are the tutorials essentially before you can leave the egg. And um, the, you get like three items from the mini dungeons. Just the three trimesters. And it's like, I can't remember the actual names. I should really look these up. But it is something like the holy cereal, the mythical milk. And the it's like. Good. That's it, good. Because you need a balanced mind, a balanced breakfast uh, to leave the egg. Uh, <laughs> the brood witch. I, can, I do I can appreciate love that. milk. So. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, you can't just have milk, Joe. You got to have holy cereal as well. All right, sinful. I, I don't think this game is popular enough to have a wiki, so I can't look up what the item. Oh, names I are, doubt that. Any game has well, a wiki. I just looked it up, and there's nothing but the store page when I go. And get two on items. it, Sean. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what about uh? What, 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 what kind of cereal is Holy Cereal? Is it? I don't know. So checks. I'm definitely getting the names wrong, but <laughs> I know it's something akin yeah. to like. I imagine the Holy Cereal is exactly what you need it to be. Yeah. So, so for Reese's me, Puffs. Yeah. Cocoa Pebbles for me. I don't know if I like Reese's Puffs. But peanut butter chocolate That's, flavor. I, so I'm also a Reese's basic puff. bitch, Reese's and I really puff. like Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies, I can't do. Checks. I like a good checks yeah. or pops. Tell me more about video games, please. <laughs> or cereal. Or, or cereal. Or cereal. All right, uh, top 10 top cereal, th- number one. <laughs> you know, I hate to say this because Cookie of crisp. everything that's happening like around Blizzard right now. I tried some Lucio O's like within the last two or three months. That's like the best cereal I've ever had. Oh no! Oh no! Wait, oh, no. I don't think they they're you. being sold anymore. They are they chocolate? You. Right? No, chocolate they're circles? like they're like a they're like a marshmallow. I think the be- the closest thing I can describe them is kind of like a creamsicle. Wow! Like an orange, oh. cre- like vanilla. He is really oh. good. Uh, I don't know if I like that. I love creamsicles though. Okay. Yeah. I I I I had like one bowl from my friend and like mm-hmm. I can't find it anywhere. Oh, so did I you feel the beat? So, uh, yeah, definitely. And <laughs> it was pretty good. Did you go faster or did you were or you did rejuvenated? I, did I feel rejuvenated? Yeah. Um, neither actually. It, it put me in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> took a 40 this hour nap. Bit. Yeah, this is Lucio's new ult. He just gives you cereal. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, but um, Anodyne 2. Anodyne 2. Is that? I, I, it's hard to say any more about that game. It's just, it's so damn good. Nice. Yeah, yeah I think it's it's worth playing. How are the eyebrows in Anodyne 2? <laughs> there aren't any. Oh, well. No one has eyebrows in Anodyne 2. Some people are real gross. It's just a whole bunch of Matt Smith. There's one guy that's like, asks you to cure him of like his, his eyebrows. His eyebrows. His <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freak. Shave these. <laughs> Look at these caterpillars on my face. <laughs> what do I do? They keep moving. Oh, uh, there's like, okay, I can't remember because he's like fairly early on in the game, so I can't remember like the nuances of his story, but uh-huh. essentially like his entire body is covered in taste buds for some reason. That's hot yeah (laughs) i mean both honestly he's like one giant living tongue and it's terrible and horrible for him well hold on wait i'm back on board (laughs) the ward cast does not kink shame i didn't say anything okay so anyway uh, about not kink shame i think that was like maybe the worst one but anyway Alright, we ready to move on to your next on. game. To literally anything else. <laughs> oh, it's all downhill from here. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, number, number three, Tongue Simulator. <laughs> You've played my game? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> nice. Got good mouthfeel. Uh, Dylan might want to go back after this uh, because we're moving on to Monster Hunter World. Iceborne. Um, Woo-wee. 
I, I want to say before we start on this, Insect uh, Glaive is dope. Mo- it is Monster Hunter World. The colon is after Hunter, so it's Monster Hunter colon World. For Monster Hunter World Iceborne, it's Monster Hunter World colon Iceborne. Uh, they're pulling a Jedi Star Wars Jedi thing. I <laughs> sure. I don't <laughs> blame English, dude. Like that's yeah. all I gotta say. They, they, I don't they, know that that's. <laughs> what would you have to do? Monster Hunter colon world colon Iceborne? No, Hell I think, yeah. I think that's more I, against the rules than what I, they did. I just don't know why they had the first or colon hyphen. in Monster Hunter World to begin with. That's how I feel. Like, I feel okay, like I this it. is I like it. World, new Monster Hunter. Like World is the subtitle of Monster Hunter technically in Monster Hunter World, but now Iceborne is the subtitle of Monster Hunter right, World. Yeah. So we are recognizing that Monster Hunter World is now the, the marquee name. Right. right. So why don't you just start with that? Like they didn't do it with Monster Hunter colon two or three. They might have done colon try. I could I could actually see that. I think the numbered ones were just Monster Hunter 3. And then like mm, the subtitle yeah. for that one was always just like a modifier for because it was always Whatever the same the DLC name, is, yeah. but but yeah, upgraded so it was just like ultimate. Or, yeah, I could yeah. see them doing that with World G. Right, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to browbeat on Alex's game. I want Alex to talk about Got it out of your system. Why he Well, no, yeah. but Okay, yeah, I figured. Uh so yeah, I just think we have to touch on how Monster Hunter World sort of shook the foundations of the series and created something that instead of being a game that you should pay attention to probably being a game that like demanded attention it's like front and center this series is here and it's here to stay yeah and uh iceborne essentially completes all of the flaws that i felt the first one had for me long-term monster hunter fan alex damrath yeah um, wearing a Monster Hunter shirt, by the way. I am. Nice. I am wearing a Monster Hunter shirt yeah. right now. Gang, gang. Uh, it's uh, like, if you remember last year, Monster Hunter World had issues of just like, there wasn't a ton of endgame content. They didn't really push the weapon designs as much as they have in older games. Um, it was missing a lot of my favorite monsters, which in all fairness, they sort of pushed aside in favor of creating lots new and ones. lots of new monsters, which is good. Um, a world of monsters. A if you new will. world. The the game new, uh, Monster Hunter World story is that you're you're going away from like the mainland where all the other games have taken place to look for a new world. Oh, cool. Which, in a sense, does make it a little weird that now with Iceborne, all of the old monsters are back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like how did they get also on a boat? Yeah. And they just <laughs> sailed over. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Someone's made show a up, they're just someone's like, made a uh, like a comic. It was great because there is like one of the key monsters in the story. You're kind of following this giant. It's it's basically a volcano. This monster's as big as a volcano. That's like up. sailing through the ocean. Uh-huh. And someone like drew a comic of that monster, but like all the old monsters are on its back. <laughs> <laughs> That's rad. Yeah. I believe that. Noah's Ark, but for the Monster Hunter monsters. monsters. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like Iceborne's got, and it's got new ones too. So it's like, here's all your old returning favorites. Right. Plus we made some new Plus ones. Geralt. <laughs> well, plus he was actually, he's in yeah, he Iceborne for him. Yeah. No, it was yeah. um, uh, uh, Leon Kennedy is who they added. <laughs> Yes, uh, he's the next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jill was Jill. The Leon, Jill, and uh, Mr. X. Don't you have Ryu in this one too, or is that yes. in World in general? Yeah. Okay. Ryu? So World had collaborations with. Um, they Other had a Mega problems. Man thing. Yeah. They had a Devil May Cry one. They had a Devil May Cry. They had a Street Fighter. Right. And they had a Witcher three. Yeah. Collaboration. Cool. You know that cool. popular Capcom property, Witcher. <laughs> I mean, the more Geralt, the better. Monster Hunter is a such a popular platform, especially in Japan, mm-hmm. that it's like used for advertising. In uh, some ways, that's cool. yeah, there's like 
it's like stuff gets sold with copies of Shonen Jump. It's like codes to use in Monster Hunter to unlock outfits for cats in your character. Weird. Hell yeah. It's very that's MMO-y. so weird. I like it. Yeah, yeah. There's been like Attack on Titan collaborations. Yeah, there's going to be a Demon yeah. Slayer collaboration coming from one of the ones in Japan. Nice. Only. Um, well, what? Devil's Hunt. They should go on that hot, hot Devil's Hunt <laughs> property. <laughs> Give him a shitty, shitty leather jacket yeah. over his business. The Mega Man collaboration is really cool because it turns your cat into a really pixely Mega Man. Oh, yeah, it's a it's pretty cool, and I actually really like the Devil May Cry one because it gives you like one of the coolest charge blades in the game, and I love charge blades. Oh yeah, because charge blades a a sword and shield where you can plug the sword into the shield and Mm -hmm. then it becomes a giant axe because the shield has like blades on the side yeah um and for devil for the devil may cry one what they did was the shields like i haven't seen a whole lot of devil may cry but i know he has like these rings that sort of protect him it's kind of like when you block if i recall do you know i'm time out nelson am i, I lying i think i think <laughs> nelson just, actually never played devil may cry I, you bite your tongue i think that Maybe this is just a like a a, a new version of Devil May Cry okay. for Monster Hunter World. So when you have the Devil May Cry charge blade, mm-hmm. it's just a sword, and there's okay. like nothing on your shield arm. Okay. But when you block, it's like enchanted. Uh, it looks like a, like an aura sort of thing. Yeah. And then when you plug the uh, the sword in, uh-huh. it's like the rings just kind of like wrap Stack around magically it. around oh, the sword, and cool. then the sword gets bigger, and yeah. that's it. And yeah, it, it's and very it looks Devil May Cry. really cool. And then it feels <laughs> yeah. bad to play. How dare you? I've How always been such a huge fan of just like, like Monster Hunter giving you the sense of I feel like the the core because these two games always get compared I feel like their combat styles are fairly similar um, Dark Souls and Monster Hunter I feel like Dark Souls the whole idea is everything sucks <laughs> you're you're on an impossible mission yeah you triumph over it through sheer force of will but like in the end, everything kind of still sucks. <laughs> and it's really dark and it's really bad. And then like in Monster Hunter, it's like, listen, you're a hunter. You got this. Mm. You can do this. Mm-hmm. It's very encouraging. The entire story is about like, we trust you and you you're like the big muscly dude yeah. that's gonna Teddy Roosevelt the shit out of these <laughs> creatures with your bare fucking hands. You walk softly, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carry a giant charge sword. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I just think it's it's such a fantastic series that always uh, picks me up That's on, awesome. on a day that, you know, that I, I feel like I can't do anything. I can always kick a giant fucking T-Rex's ass. Hell yeah. With a giant fucking sword. Hell yeah. And <laughs> while looking like Geralt. Right. Um, there's some, I got to talk like real quick about some of like, my, so like really quick, my favorite monster is back ever since three. I've been a big fan of this guy named Zenogre. Uh, he's a blue Stegosaurus lightning wolf. Um, who does WWE moves on you? Oh, come on! Yeah. <laughs> come on! Googling now. <laughs> you're just you're just playing to to Nelson's. Oh, you yeah, profile. No, you got I Geralt? also really like. I, I do <laughs> Yo, <you> genuinely. Got <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got any of them Jerry's? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. Uh, got Germans up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He will like do this move where he sort of flips up into the air and tries to land on his back on top of you because his back is covered in spikes. And uh, the will, old Darby Allen coffin drop. I like right. it. He will do like a Super Saiyan, like stand there and howl and like slowly charge up electricity while he howls. And you have to try and wail on him enough times that he stops howling because if he keeps charging, he's going to reach like this ultra powerful mode that's a lot tougher and faster. 
Um, I have to say, I'm on the Monster Hunter wiki right now, and I'm feeling upset. But there's an Apex Legends ad playing at the top, so I'm feeling a lot better now. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hurts you just to look at the wiki? What? I, nah, I, <laughs> you know, there's surprisingly not as much information as I expected there to be. Like, I think I the Monster Hunter wiki is very good for that. Yeah, uh, I most hunters like, use a website called Karanico, which doesn't have pictures, but it's a lot more data heavy. It just gives you a bunch of like loot tables and shit. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, but the Monster Hunter wiki is a little better for like story and some lore and some genealogy, I guess, because they, they do think a lot about like where these monsters come from, how they fit into the ecosystem. And uh, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting... I always think it's ironic that they talk about the core of Monster Hunter being more about uh, your characters being one with nature and like using nature to benefit them. And also killing the shit out of it. Also killing the shit out of it. Like (laughs) for hats and swords. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how nature Conservation, yeah. Right. (laughs) So there there is some stressed implication that like you're only doing it when you have to. Like this monster is far outside of its habitat and like wrecking shit for this area. And you have Um, to all the time. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) But also, but they also like mentioned that's the reason they wanted to come up with the, the bug staff they had always been like trying to come up with a with a way for characters to have like animal companions the cats are a big part of that but like the bug staff was was apparently remnant of an idea much earlier on where every character was meant to have say like a hawk or a bird type companion that would like grab things and do attacks so the bug staff insect glaive what nelson brought up briefly after i uh mentioned monster hunter is this cool staff that also allows you to carry a bug and all of your attacks sort of combine with sending out this bug and having it do attacks. It's a really interesting system. Uh, and I brought up before how what's probably really cool about Monster Hunter, as soon as you get tired of one weapon, every single weapon plays in a completely unique way. So Bug Staff is all about chaining these really interesting combos with how you use your bug and using the bug to grab like things for you that might give you buffs from around the environment and off of the monster. It's... A little hard to explain that way. Anyway, really good, really really good. So, what did you you were telling me off mic that mm-hmm. this game eliminated the problems you had with Monster Hunter World, right? Regular was it just the fact that it didn't have some of the monsters that you've come to love, or is there more to it? Monster Hunter World sort of sacrificed a lot of more creative weapon designs in favor of shooting for that AAA art style. Um, it's understandable given crunch culture. I I felt like it's it was a disappointment, but one that was like okay, they they might have had to because making these monsters is probably the most important thing and maybe the most time consuming thing. There's so much in this game that maybe it's fine that all of the weapons kind of look really lame and uh, <laughs> fucking body. But it was like a problem that a lot of players had where like no one really felt too inclined in late game to go after upgrading or creating new weapons because they all looked like the same weapon as you went down the tree just with like some feathers glued on if you fought a monster who had feathers that was basically my problem the reason i didn't i haven't played iceborne but the reason i stopped playing world was in part because i didn't feel like progression was happening really like i was getting stats and numbers it's it's a bit of a problem it, yeah yeah it, 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 but for it felt very reason. unrewarding and I, I also didn't love the combat the thing that kept me playing for as long as i did was just that 
for the monsters were very pretty like mm, they it, are. Is, it is it is fun to go out and walk and then see the next big thing and every now and again you see monsters run into each other and that is fantastic like when two fight and you run into them fighting in the in the environment yeah. um although uh my complaints aside the best thing about the game in my opinion is still the cats cooking the whatever the cat people palico that palicos. yeah well there's palicos are the name for like your 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 pals oh your assistant yeah but otherwise <laughs> your pals yeah <laughs> Well, that you makes know, sense. The other cats aren't palicos necessarily. Is the, is they're like the species is called felines with a Y. Um, I like that a lot less than palico. Yeah, but palico is like the status given to yes, a cat like who the, has been trained to become a monster hunter partner. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, All right, I have two more questions. Okay. Question: Does the game still play the same as it always has? Yeah, it's smoother okay. though. I mean, mon- you've you've played Monster Hunter World yes. in relation to others, and you know, world okay. is smoother mm-hmm. and much more refined, yeah. uh-huh. and it's got like. It's des- it's designed to bring in a much more Western audience, uh-huh. and like this is smoother, slicker, more refined. We didn't want to make it as clunky as those other ones are. Well, and I still think those uh, clunky ones. Let's try. Are- so, what's the other question? Uh, do you still clip through the the monsters when they die? Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Do you still clip through enemies when you kill them in World of Warcraft, Dylan? Do you still clip through enemies when you kill them in Call of, Call of Duty, Dylan? Just to cut through people you kill in uh, PUBG, I don't, don't? I don't think don't do no, it. You know as the Dark Souls approach where everything has like zero gravity ragdolls <laughs> that ragdoll. just flop around <laughs> when you run through them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so imagine a dinosaur that's like <laughs> 50 times your size and you run into them. It just bam, yeah. man, bats you back. <laughs> That'd be more entertaining than playing. Kind of fun, yeah. I was going to carve that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a caveat, but it's fine. No one in the history of the world has ever complained about that, Dylan, except for you. It's just weird. It's Walk through this giant stegosaurus's hump. It's just like it's yeah. taller than me, and I just walk through it. We got, we got we're walking through humps. It's what I do. <laughs> we don't king shame. We don't king shame. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, if you like, go back and look at older monster hunters. There's a lot of work being done into the different weapon designs, and they finally brought it to world with Iceborne. A lot of really cool weapon designs. Um, a lot of really cool new monsters. I want to talk briefly about this one called Namiel that I fought the other night. Um, it's like a dragon that is essentially one of those deep sea squid. Oh, it's like a dragon that what is a kraken. <laughs> it's got water <laughs> attacks, and then like later on in the fight, it starts shooting lightning through those water attacks. It's got Corsair RGB lighting throughout. Oh, like, wait, hold on, I'm back you. on board. I'm back on board. <laughs> It like does it. It works with your uh, hue lights in your apartment. It's right. great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> this this Monster Hunter monster brought to you by General Electric. Right. <laughs> they do so much work in creating new and interesting and unique creatures, making them behave like they are a part of this world, and and making them just flat out really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think Namiel is one of the best additions yet. What was the name um, of this wiki you said you used for Monster Hunter World? Uh, Cure K K I R Okay A N I C O Curanico. Yeah. I googled when I googled Zyro Zyroger Zino Z I N O G R E. Okay, when I Zinogre. googled that one, yeah. it brought me to one wiki. When I googled Namiel, it brought me to a separate wiki. Both of which are are not the ones you you use. <laughs> it's probably the Monster Hunter World wiki, which actually I think well, is first a one was first one was like you know the Wikia uh, fandom wiki for just World. Yeah, no, I think it was one's got a dark was background and like green highlights, and uh-huh. the other one's like brown. I thought you meant like a tragic one. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Tragic wiki backgrounds. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just cracking up at this URL. Monsterhunterworld.wiki.fextralife.com. Yeah. 
forward slash Namiel. There's a lot of gaming wikis out there. Stress um, me out holding up these timers, guys. Stress me out. Look, yeah, if all Elite Wrestling has a television time timer, time limit, match limit, mm-hmm. then we can too. We've just got so many games to go through. You know, we're just trying to keep you guys on point. And I think I'm literally most. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, so. But only by like one or two. Right. So it's not like. I think it's just one. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just think Iceborne is. I finally have a much better shot. Nice. Yeah. At putting a Monhun game in yeah. the top 10 here. On your top 10, Because sure. I got no flaws with Not this one. Yes. No you, problems. You have no flaws. <laughs> you have no problems with this <laughs> this game. It just I, means I'm going to fight harder for it. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Whereas the last one were kind of swept up from underneath me. <laughs> I, I, I have I have so much I can say that I, I that I didn't like about Monster Hunter World, but frankly, Dylan said so much she disliked about Control. I just don't even want to say anything anymore. <laughs> I don't want to say anything negative. That's what this anymore. is about? It's about expressing <laughs> your feelings on the games. I don't Only know. I, the negative. I, I speak, my feelings are you're wrong. Speaking of Alex, what's our next game? <sighs> Here we go. All right, um, my number one game for this year. Yeah, Metro Exodus. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Guys, I just really Fuck like you. trains. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, man, same. Play train simulator. <laughs> Listen, I was at Bush Gardens yet last night. I just wanted to ride the train the whole time. It was a good train. That's a little monorail that's, that yeah. goes around the park. Honestly, that's fair. That's fair. It's better than the, the monorail. It's like a for real rinky-dink little train. It's oh, nice. a for real bad train. What's okay. that called? <laughs> monorail. All right. Uh, All right. What are we talking about? What's Our this number game? one game. Your my number, number one, one your game. My, my number one game is Outer Wilds. Ah. The new hit RPG from, from Obsidian. Obsidian, published by Private Division from the original creators of Fallout and New Vegas. I think you're thinking of Outer Winds. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a joke? <laughs> or did you knowingly call Outer Worlds Outer Winds? You play that so straight faced. I was yeah, like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, which one's Outer Wilds? Which one's Outer Worlds? Um, Outer Wilds is his game of the year. Outer Wilds is the bad one. Oh, damn! <laughs> okay, so Outer Wilds is the one where you, the universe is, is, is still at yes. the beginning of the show, of course, saying we're not going to come knives out in these. I'm sorry. Dylan at the end of the show. <laughs> all right. I'm Why is ready. there blood all over you, Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have brass knuckles, Dylan? <laughs> Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Is a great game. Outer Wilds is the closest I've had a game come to a religious experience for me. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're going to need to elaborate real hard on that. Yeah. Um, let's just say... Harrowing mental states this year were occasionally at their worst. I would find it really difficult to just play a game and not think about it critically to get like sucked in and like, you know, not like jot down notes for this show or otherwise for my own personal sake. Just like how good it was, how it was made. And Outer Wilds left me in such this uh, surreal powerfully impacted state uh that it kept me from like playing games for about a week after um it was this perfect feeling of an adventure after so many other games i uh, just like all about this journey and our destination right and the journey not so much being one within the game itself and its and its world but like within my own yeah. thoughts within my own headspace right. so we and uh, sorry I, I've I've got a bit here. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, 
every step just being this organic decision made by you about you and about this world and, and i mean i just couldn't stop and think about how the sausage was made which is another thing i tend to like overthink when i'm playing a game is i i just too busy turn, being turned into sausage myself it's a message so powerful that i would just think i, I think on it even today and uh it's an incredibly unique game mechanically right. even therein like it's it's designed to perfection it's it's built to very near perfection and i mean giving you just enough within it to expand upon and eventually have it completely occupy your mind it's that's good i think in order to properly talk about this game we need to spoil the shit out of it we do Okay. Yeah, go go for so it. I'm I'm gonna. You want you want to take lead on this? You want to take point? I do. Okay. I. Outer Wilds is a game where you're stuck in a 22 minute time loop. You are the only one on your planet aware that your solar system is doomed, and throughout the whole game, your objective, as far as you understand it as a player, because the game doesn't tell you an outright objective is, okay, I probably have to solve this. And by the end of the game, you realize there is no solving it. Mm-hmm. If you haven't played Outer Wilds, that's essentially what you realize. What you instead do is through a plot device called the Eye of the Universe, a mythical construct or, or, or a, a mythical place hinted at through legends of uh, a predecessor race yeah. that lived in this, in this, in this uh, solar system. Um, you understand that the eye of the universe is sort of this engine of creation and the beginning and end of all things. After all of the stars and the universe go out, yours included, you, having reached the eye of the universe are all that's left to recreate the universe. And you sit with, it's sort of implied, it's like the figments of who you remember from your journey. Right, so if you didn't meet them, they don't show up. If you don't meet them, they don't show up. Right. But if you meet everyone, then you get treated to a, you get treated, if you meet everyone, you get treated to a song where they all sort of, play their instruments and above you you watch as the world sort of gets reformed and then there's beautiful orchestral sting as you sort of zoom out credits roll and at the end of the credits it shows you the next race to discover fire Mm. on a planet much like your own in a newly birthed universe and to me that was a message about how Things are inevitable. Some things you have no control over. All that's left to do in that space is to empower others. Is to think about your role in helping to bring forth everything else. <sighs> so yeah, yeah. I, I walked away from that whole game, which mm-hmm. not only was a very satisfying ride from beginning to end. Right where I was constantly feeling like 
I was getting smarter. I was becoming a good explorer. I was mm-hmm. learning how to control my ship. I was mm-hmm. learning how to control my jetpack. I I've had a smooth curve where like when I died, I, I was thinking, okay, I can't do that. And like learning how to avoid it, just how to be better at my job in every loop and learning new things about this universe that were both interesting and 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 just engrossing to just being completely blown away by how that ending left me. It's so weird because I've had this experience in so many other games. Like I had that experience in Gone Home. Like Gone Home was yeah. just like, it was just frictionless. I just soared through that game and had like kind of the same epiphany that you did about this game. But I don't know. I I want to talk about what I really enjoyed about this game. I liked mm-hmm. uh, the the sense of discovery and everything, the sense of exploration. Like uh, you you gave a pretty good overview of like the beginning and end point. Yeah. But like the way they dole, there's a lot in the, the middle. The way that's they dole that to, out to you yeah. is just like you because you are at the beginning of the game. Like you are like the latest in the line of like explorers that like leave your home planet and you're gifted with a device that can translate the text of the predator race. What are they? Do you remember the name? The Nomai. Nomai. And you're the uh, only one with that tool. Right. You're the first. This so, is the inaugural mission of that tool. Right. So you're the only one that understands what, whatever the hell is going on in the rest of the solar system, and you are you just you learn so much about the Nomai that like their story is what kept me going. Mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. the through the game and then when i found it difficult to get to the next story beat of their own story it 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 i stopped enjoying it but like so their story plays out like this so they were a basically they were a spacefaring race that discovered faster than light travel they happened upon your solar system because they were following the eye of the universe mm-hmm. um which i forget what they what do they treat it as they treat it as a it's, it's like a battery. It's kind of like a deity. Yeah. Well, they do. Eventually, they do. Yeah. But like at the beginning, when they're first chasing it, I think they treat it as some sort of like quantum power source. Hmm. Mm, maybe. I couldn't remember. It was. It was something. They were a very highly scientific, like yes. very logical race. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they spoke. They spoke um, in very uh, neutral language, not very emotive. Yes. Had to describe their emotions to one another very like succinctly. There's in order a great to, sense of humor in that. Yes. From time to time, things that you read. Uh, that they left behind. Right. They they don't really they don't get very personal when referring to one another. Sometimes they refer to each other by like, like pronouns or professions. Or I remember it takes a while for you to sort of realize there are these two characters. I think in charge of creating a ship or, or part of the ship. Right. That you eventually realize. Oh, they're like a couple. Yeah. They've been mm-hmm. in love for some time. Which isn't yeah. like the most vital information. But it's but it's a very neat bit of character. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I wish I wish they made it more seamless to to understand that stuff but basically they're following the eye of the universe and when they happen upon your solar system um the the planet dark bramble attacks their ship uh and then it crash lands um it splits apart because part of it crash lands in dark bramble part of it crash lands it seemed like they had chunks in all of the planets yeah but well some were escape pods right, that right, were jettisoned. right. Yeah. the main ship itself landed on brittle hollow i think yes um and then the basically the warp core got digested Stuck. by by uh, uh, dark One bramble. The, yeah. So you're basically like you're you're following this the arc of this race as they discover like uh for like their goals change very over time. Like their mm-hmm. goals originally are like we have to find all the other survivors all on all the other planets, but all of our all of our devices are broken. How are we going to create a uh, 
the, the communication devices, how are we going to discover, how, how are we going to do anything? Eventually they settle down. Right, yes. Yeah. And so you follow basically each separate settlement of the same race on each planet as they like, you know, scrounge together a way to survive on Dark Bramble or not, like, on, on Brutal Hollow. They go under the planet and, and create a colony there. There's separate pieces of uh, like, essentially there's, there's some things that are hard mechanics in this game that get explained through some of the Nomai technology, like especially on uh, Giant's Deep, you find out the reason that you get 22 minutes is because they created a system for sending the consciousness back in time. But the hard limit was twenty two minutes. Mm. Okay, got it. Right. Um, I thought. I thought for some reason it was tied to like when you looked at the statue. In so those statues were the devices. I, they're the recorders. Yeah. But I, I thought like I guess it doesn't make sense because like you wake up before you the time that would take place when you looked at the statue. Yeah. So like basically in their way to recreating their their uh, faster than light travel and trying to reconnect with the other stranded uh, um, parties. They basically like rebuild their civilization and they rebuild it to a point where like we can now go from planet to planet and we're building like a big thing. And they're all and like Alex said before, like the eye of the universe has now shifted from being like a a scientific uh, a curiosity to a deity. Yeah. So now they have created a religion that worships the eye of the universe. Yeah. Right. Um. So I think the most fascinating thing in, in the way... uh the way the groundhog device basically comes into play is that they create teleportation using the, there's a black hole in the solar system. There's a white hole. So like in, if you understand, like if you know, like astrophysics is like a black hole absorbs all light, a white hole emits all light. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a white hole is basically the reverse of a black hole in the logic of this solar system. The black hole is one end of a portal and the white hole is the other end. Oh, cool. And so they start implementing it in their, scientific research for yeah. teleportation for fashion light travel and they they create a time paradox oh, okay. so basically they teleport someone from one station to the other across the solar system mm-hmm. and they arrive 0.3 seconds before they left oh that's cool so in yeah. doing that they create this like inverse time the uh, negative yeah. time interval yeah and the negative time interval basically is what creates all the technology that allows you to go back in time yourself yeah. and re-implant the memories into your earlier self's head that's rad um so that's the most fascinating stuff for me in this game was discovering like all the the scientific parts all the logical parts which then leads you to understanding how their systems work yeah how the uh how they create the the dark matter core and build the new ship and everything i liked how learning every bit of knowledge you could about quantum mechanics led to exploring the quantum moon right um that was a pretty genius bit of right so do you understand the kind of the main conceit of like schrodinger's cat and Mm -hmm. quantum yeah so like the idea that like something can be observed or measured it can't be at the same time especially when you get down to quantum particles because quantum particles move so fast Mm -hmm. there's a there's a the heisenberg principle right um you can't you can't observe something and measure at the same time because by the time you've measured it it has moved positions right so schrodinger's cat is also based on that what if i created a device that uh uh, once it measured something, uh, it would release toxic gas into this chamber that was holding a cat. Is the cat alive or dead? Well, we don't know until we check Observe on the it. cat. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so the quantum moon. There's there's mechanics centered around quantum objects, which are objects that, uh, when unobserved, move. And the quantum moon is sort of the culmination of all of the various mechanics surrounding these objects. It's not just that. Um, there's also like the principles of uh 
Now I'm blanking. But there's a number of research stations throughout the system that sort of teach you a couple of extra systems that all of these quantum objects adhere to. Right. The biggest one being, if you observe it, then it won't move. And it took me a while to figure out, like, oh, shit, you have a camera. Yes. And then it keeps, like, a static image of right. whatever you took a picture of on your screen at all yes. times. You can keep something observed. Yes. And so with the moon, what you're supposed to do is fire a drone at it, take a snapshot with the drone, yeah. and then the moon will stay still long right. enough for you to land on it. Because basically what happens, there's this moon, there's a quantum moon that's made of quantum particles that revolves around... Um, all the planets in the solar system and when you look away from it it teleports to a different planet oh, okay and the moon is such a trippy awesome experience yes i did that i did do that yeah part. I, I followed a walkthrough to to complete it because mm-hmm. i was just so burnt out on the game by that point but the <laughs> the yes the experience of going to the quantum moon because like all of the lots of objects from elsewhere in the system right are sort of like appearing on it in flashes of lightning okay and and like when you spin around essentially the entire landscape changes yes and essentially what you're looking for is this one object to pop up it's like a tower and what the tower does is it's like a nomai device that they built to try and control it and you can use it to orient the position of the of moon where, of the, the moon mm. right because the moon um, has to be orbiting a specific planet in order for you to complete an objective and and just to make sure we're clarifying like the way the getting onto the moon because when you go into the moon when you try to reach the moon regularly the second you like intercept with its atmosphere it goes bloop and just disappear and teleports to another planet you because huh. you it's can't almost like it. it's just gas you right. just pass yes. right through it there's some fog for a minute and then it's gone right so what you do like alex said you take a picture of it and then you keep the picture up on your hud in your ship and then mm-hmm. you also observe the the moon mm-hmm. and because the moon is being both like measured and observed as you approach it it, it exists has to stay there yes yeah. it exists in a physical sense not just right. a quantum sense right, right. And yeah, and you have to eventually what you do is if you solve the puzzle of the quantum moon, you find the last remaining nomai. Yes. Oh. And because they treat the quantum moon as a religious pilgrimage. Right. Oh. And he's been or or they have been stuck there. Yeah. For I don't know how long because the rest of their species is gone. Yeah, they're extinct. Which did you ever go to the interloper and find out why? No. So the interloper which is a comet that comes yeah. through that okay. intercepts the 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 solar system. Um, the interloper is the source of ghost matter. Oh, okay. And essentially, sense. what happened was as it got close to the sun for the first time, it was so full that it just exploded ghost matter all over the system. And that's what killed everyone. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And, and ghost matter is this matter they created that like it just will like kill you instantaneously, and it's only measurable with certain devices. It's like you can oh, take fun. a picture of it. And also it like manifests around certain crystals or creates certain crystals. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like so cold is the idea. Uh, so it's like ice crystals that it, it forms. Um, yeah. So it there's like a Nomai ship on the comet and you find one of their bodies in the center of the interloper and it's like a totally optional thing, but you can read their findings on it and they're essentially like aware like, oh shit, this is going to kill us all. We have to let someone know, but they don't succeed. And that's why all the Nomai are dead. And then thousands of years later, your species comes along. and Right. Yeah. Well, I think they were there when the Nomai were there because they make reference to, to your species and how they, they can't, like... They make one reference? The prime directive. We cannot influence mm. the species. Mm-hmm. They, like, come across you as, like, really... Um, 
you're like really young sort of yeah, tadpole yeah. type right yeah you're not quite what you are now but they still species. try to avoid interacting with you right they don't they don't do a whole lot to your planet yeah for even that though reason. they put a fucking mine on your planet the mine oh well wait that was them yeah i guess that was them yeah um maybe, maybe they did that before are always gonna be weird i think they did that before they found you probably, probably. was the reason yeah i ain't superman it's not it's not my planet <laughs> <laughs> um the but yeah i mean it's it's such a it's just a smart game and i just wish i experienced it the way everyone else experienced it but i just got so frustrated by the the platforming like i did that i did brittle hollow so many times and i failed so many times i fell through that goddamn black hole so many goddamn times mm. that it just burned me out on that game but it's like i'm i you know i hear about it and i read everything and then i watch some videos i was like i would love this this seems right up my alley yeah and I got burned super bad on it, and I don't know. I, I did fall through that black hole a number of times, and I found out, um, like around like the fourth or fifth time, that there is a there there's there's a warp thing yes, right outside the white you. hole station that oh, you can oh. enter. Yes, and it will put you right back on the brittle hollow. Yeah, but then you have to walk all the way back to to the start point and everything. Like it's it's relatively convenient. Like mm-hmm. a lot of those a lot of the things in that like like shortcuts to like parts of the world to like the hanging city and all that stuff i also started like flying my ship right into the black hole in the center just in case like i thought that was a neat idea oh like parking it there yeah like it would just be waiting outside the white hole in case i fell because most of the time when i went to brittle hollow i was planning on spending the entire 20 minutes there Mm -hmm. so it was like well there's also like there's a grav lift like inside brittle hollow like that's like outside the the black hole that you can that that will pull you back up to like one of the there's a couple of cliffs And so I just learned that like I could I could slingshot myself around the black hole if mm-hmm. I moved fast enough, but it was still frustrating to deal with. And and a game where I expected it to be like not as you know uh, physically demanding or like gameplay demanding. Brittle Hollow is also much less demanding if you get there much earlier because it's not sure. entirely falling apart. Yeah, but stuff it, like bridges that are hard to jump gaps across are still intact. So you can just walk it. There's there's a there's a lot of mechanics around like the state of the 22 minutes mm-hmm. um one of the puzzles i found really interesting was you're actually supposed to wait for one of the quantum laboratories to fall through the black hole yes that took that, me a that long took me time forever and it frustrated the hell out of me and i once i figured out i was like oh that's awesome and then like was just waiting around the black hole yeah. or, or the white hole exit station i was like kind of on my way out with the game by that point okay. i was like all right finally got to this thing and i've been like trying for i don't know an hour Oh, and then you found Two out hours. you like can't actually get to it yet. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. Uh, it was a lot. But I I liked um the hourglass twins and how you're supposed to like interact with those depending on where the sand is yeah, on them. Yeah. Uh oh, what was the other one? Bramble is like the only one I was genuinely afraid of. That place is scary. Yeah, I don't and like those giant guppies that eat you. They're terrifying. And they're blind, right? What was they're the, blind? Yeah. So the trick is because there's no gravity in the dark bramble like you can just tap your thruster and then let go of the stick and you'll keep moving in that direction and so you sort of have to as soon as you get in aim use the the radar thing the the scanner because you're aiming for the guys music. you're aiming for the for the signal yeah and then just give yourself a nice boost and then let go you'll be silent and you'll be moving towards it and then you get you get like a couple of levels of that because the the bramble sort of this weird quantum tunneling thing yeah um, I do love the quantum or the 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 dark bramble seed that lands on timber hearth, and you can yeah. shoot 
the 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 radar into that and yeah. it pops up on, on dark, dark bramble, bramble. i and thought that like, was oh, really cool we gotta go yeah um that was one of the guys i never met i don't think i ever found his camp yeah um and apparently if you do i just wanted to look it up for brevity's sake um he uh he like kind of wants to stay there which is funny He's like sort of tired of being the first astronaut and yeah. the hero of the people. Being the intrepid to, adventurer. Yeah, and yeah. just wants to hang out there. I thought that was neat. All right. Um, so anyway, Outer Wilds, hands down, my number one game. Awesome. I love it to death. Is there, uh, kind of coming up on time here, is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to speak to? Uh, In like 30 seconds? Hang on. I didn't even think of this. Uh, I mean, I've got sort of my honorables lined up. Okay. Um, Give me one. Oh, just one, you say? Just give me one. Or just read them all <laughs> off and say nothing about them. Don't say Metro Exodus. Yeah. Pick I mean, one. I, or pick, I, pick one <laughs> way of speaking of about two. them. Maybe, yeah. I think I'll, I'll just sort of tell you, like, I think Medieval's up there. Okay. If I ran it and raved about Dusk, dusk last year, then I think I have to give a Medieval its oh, due. Oh, a Medieval. I thought you said Medieval at first. I was like... That might... Medieval. Well, I didn't get to talk about that during the year. Yep. I haven't gotten a chance to play that one yet, actually. It's going to be my Halloween game, but um, maybe... Uh, oh god we gave away when we were recording this oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> um metro exodus uh <laughs> fuck them trains keep going because I, I loved it sure. sorry i did good for you bud um it's most not like disingenuous <laughs> way of saying good for you yeah i know i know mm. uh woman's warehouse okay yeah, oh it's yeah, up there. yeah yeah uh bleak sword Okay, I'm gonna put it up there, right. and uh, I'm still working out my fifth, actually. But uh, maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, 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 uh. Giving it the side eye. Right now, probably the highest on this list is Tetris Effect. Oh okay. yeah. Unless we can do games that we play after this, then maybe, maybe. Oh, no. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure, it we'll out. figure it out. Um, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Alex, thank you for. For being the guinea pig. It was a good list. And discussing your games. I like my list. Hope we weren't too I like your harsh. list. Thank you. No, I think you guys are all right. Maybe a little, little, little egregious on control there, but no. Ah, still ah. like it. I appreciate you giving me my time for Monster Hunter Iceborne. But, of course. It's, uh, Nothing new to believe Monster Hunter World colon Iceborne? Right. Monster. Yes. Excuse you. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> even say the name oh, correctly. Capcom, please don't kill me. Uh, yeah. What if it was supposed to be World colon Monster Hunter comma Iceborne? What if it was Star Wars Jedi count fuck colon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nelson. <laughs> Nelson, where can people find you? Oh, shit. You can find me at Whitico on everything except for Twitch. So anything you can't find me on. No Twitch. This is a Mixer, hard... Mixer, though. <laughs> uh, what's you? What's Microsoft? What's uh, the deal? Zero. Except for when I watch E3 press conferences on Mixer, in which case they pay me and microtransactions, basically. Do they really? <laughs> they give you, like, free shit. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, try out Game Pass for, for a month if you watch yeah. Xbox yeah. and E3. Those things stack. So <laughs> Yeah. So put it on your subscription. Ooh. I think Harris is good until 2024 God. or something like that. Did you see the Alienware one? No. Yeah, Alienware is like giving to. away a month of it as well. Sick. I'm like, dude. I'm in. You don't. No, I'm in. I, I like pay, Game Pass I might enough. pay a dollar to try Outer, Outer Worlds. That's good. You should. It's I hear good. it's good. You should. I still have and to play. And if you have an Xbox, you should do a dollar to try out Devil May Cry 5. 
I, well, I mean, I already got that. All um, right. I, I was going to say, however, my next game I need to play before Nelson does his thing is, is Devil May Cry 5. You got damn right. So. so you can find me at Whitico, W-H-I-T-T-I-C-O. <laughs> if you just go to Witta.co, that'll give you links to everything. Awesome. Joe? Hey. Hey. How you hey, doing, man? You doing all right? You can find me at Gerb Good. on Twitter. Or you can go to YouTube and look up Instant Replay Live. And see all kinds of episodes of Let's Plays from years ago. Awesome. And Alex, where can people find you? Uh, I'm Godan everywhere. G H O D A N. Uh, add an underscore at the end of that if it's Twitter. But otherwise, that's the easiest way. Um, except for Twitch, where I'm Brandier Games. I don't know why there's like a number of Godans that occasionally show up. Just a couple. Hmm. Weird. Big, big, big Wind Waker fans on on Twitch. I even misspelled it though. So, like, it can't be that. <laughs> that's what that's from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I've never asked you until just now. I, I, I didn't get the ask. question a number of times, and I always have to stress that I misspelled it, but that yeah, was whatever. the point. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. And you can find me at Dylan Alvento. And if you like this podcast, you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at ward-games.com or on Twitter at Ward Video Games or wherever podcasts are found. Just search Wardcast. Guys, thank you for the first episode of our road to BGP. Uh, Woo! And thank you uh, to the band uh, Oilville Christmas Dynasty for their song. Or, <laughs> he or wants maybe it's Jimmy Jam's next to her. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> their, their song, He Wants Everything, on the hit album Christmas Accomplished. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Hello. Hello. You copy. Right now? Now? Go, Jimmy. Okay. Everything in the world yeah. He wants a black by I'm a cool He yeah. wants a red by I'm a cool He wants yeah. a blue by I'm a cool He wants yeah. a green by I'm a cool He yeah. wants a red by I'm a cool He yeah. wants a green by I'm a cool yeah. He wants every bar I'm a cool